Hey, fellas. I heard that Gollum game finally came out. Should we check out what people are saying about it? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, let's check it out. I don't know, man. The trailer looked kind of bogus. Well, let's, uh, let's look at some reviews. Let's see. First one. Uh, boil it, mash it, stick it in the bin. <laughs> Brutal. Okay. Brutal. All right. Not okay. good. All right. All right. I, get, okay. I get the gist. Uh, All right. That's, that's one. That's one. Got, we don't want it. We don't need it. Okay. All right. A pattern is forming. Yeah. Okay. We're starting to see some similarities. Uh, ooh. Many that live deserve death. Ooh. Yikes. Yikes. That's, that's a oh, review man. title. Jeez. That's a review. Uh, the worst Lord of the Rings game ever. That's definitive. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. Yeah. Matter of fact. I mean, surely it can't be that bad. Hey there, Tolkieners. I'm Danny J. And I'm Joel N. I'm Trevor D. We are Keep, Keep on, on Tolkien. Yeah. We got a very special episode for you today, folks. This is going to be a fun one, so strap in. Yeah, guys. In continuation from Gollum of last week, we're going to talk about the Lord of the Rings Gollum, the video game that came out last month. Ooh. I'm sure some of you may have heard uh, some buzz around the internet maybe, about that game for... Uh, various reasons we're gonna get into it yeah yeah i picked it up on ps5 wanted to give it a go see what it was like i, I pre-ordered and everything right because i was like sweet new lord of the rings game and just as a a prerequisite here how much money did you spend on this game mm. oh only 70 dollars oh only 70 dollars you know how many hours God. of labor is that for you uh, oh, a few right a few more hours few, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, just so we all know what Trevor put up for this episode, guys, all right? Yeah, but what I went through is an entirely different thing. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, today we're going we're gonna to talk about the game. We'll give our opinions, how we feel about it. We'll go over the whole story and uh, how accurate we think it is for the lore. We will discuss the gameplay and the representation of Tolkien's world. Hell yeah. And uh, we're going to spoil the game entirely. Yeah, fair warning. Like you guys even fucking care. Spoiler warning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're listening to this, it's because you didn't want to spend that 70 bucks yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. And exactly. If, you've, if you've listened to a few of our episodes, you might already know this story anyway. Yes, but, yes. And so originally, we wanted to avoid making it like a review, like before it came out and everything. I was like, yeah, let's really dive into the lore. It's, that's kind of what I think we should focus on. And, uh, you know, while we're going to try to be pretty objective about it, uh, personally, I, I mean, I would feel morally wrong if I didn't express my feelings. How about you guys? Yeah, uh, we're going to... So me, me as well. Yeah, so yes. we are going to be uh, pretty blatantly honest about this game. Yes. But before we get into this, let's... Let's start off just by stating another milestone. So this Trev this uh, this episode is going to be pretty Trevor centric. This it's is uh, this is a kind of landing within Trevor's area of expertise. Yeah, and much to the chagrin of that one guy from YouTube that ended up deleting his comment <laughs> years ago. <laughs> years ago, you know what? Trevor's here to stay. All yeah, right? yeah, and we're embracing him. <laughs> There's only about, embrace yeah. me. We've gotten it's uh, we've gotten remarkably little hate since starting this podcast. But the w one of the one criticisms we had is like one dude didn't like Trev, and hmm. I thought that guy what a dick. He was very specific need, about it. We too, don't need if him. I recall, yeah, it's weird. We don't need him around anymore. So for a moment here, let's uh, 
talk a little bit about Trevor's expertise. What do we mean by that? Well, Trevor is a video game enthusiast. Enthusiast. He's got over 700 games that he himself owns across multiple platforms, and he loves games of all genres. We can both attest to this. Yes. Firsthand. Yes. Trevor is, it's funny because I I heavily jive with Trevor because I'm not much of a gamer, but I am a, a film fanatic, and we have the same love uh, that I have for film, that you you have that for video games. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So like I, you're I, a professional. I understand because I, I love all genres of film with very few exceptions as well. You love the art. Yeah, I love it for the art, and that's what you do too, and that's why we jive so well, Trevor. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but he, Trevor even has nice things to say about bad video games. Oftentimes, he just has yeah. he has, usually has good insight. Yeah, except for uh, certain types of games. A couple. What do you what do you hate, Trevor? I'm not a big fan of MOBAs or battle royale games. Yeah, you're kind of not into the c- competitive gaming, really. Yeah, yeah, I'm not big on competitive gaming either. Honestly, the only competitive game I play is Rocket League. Rocket League, yeah, and I do love Rocket League. Oh yes. Well, and then there's also Smash. Oh well, yeah, but that's oh, not yeah. competitive for me. That's a party game. That's, that's a party a, game. I suppose you're whoever right. calls that a, a fighting game. game. You got it wrong. You're playing it wrong. It's a party game. <laughs> yeah. It's enough. a party game. See, yeah. I, lo- I love cool, that. I love cool that. Trevor on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he actually has also some formal uh, education uh, on game development. You have a bachelor's of science, also known as a BS. Huh? A BS, yeah. BS. I uh, do have a BS in game design and development. So you went to school for this shit. Yeah. I so did. you are literally a professional. Yes. Um, and you're also not a fan of the PC master race point of view, are you, Trevor? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, that's one thing we love about you, just basically being able to accept both the pros and cons of the whole gaming ecosystem. Yeah, Trevor has a special love for video games, and he thinks each ecosystem has their pros and cons. I do, I do, and you can't really experience everything if you only view it from one point of view. You gotta, you gotta make your way around. So. Yeah, dude. That's, that's true for that's true for anything like movies, games, art in general, art in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, bottom line, that's that's kind of in a nutshell. Trevor's why background. we thought yeah. uh, it would be such a great thing to get Trevor's take on this game yeah and so yeah he wrote this fucking episode y'all yeah yeah maybe maybe, maybe we didn't mention that before, we not, no we didn't uh, say oh, that yeah, yeah this is trevor's yeah. first uh this is trevor's first episode yeah yeah, yeah. everybody round of applause Woo. thank you thank you yeah i'm proud of you you've come so far but yeah before we get into this guys we just want to say that you've probably heard how bad this game is right at this point i think most people if you have heard of this game you've probably heard about some negative stuff some negative things yeah if our intro bit didn't give some of that away already. <laughs> yeah. um but we thought just to start this uh, it would be fun to say one thing we'd rather do than play this fucking game just to put it in perspective just to start off so um i came up with I would rather eat chunks of corn out of my own doo-doo. Yuck. That's a texture thing. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, Even if you wash it off, maybe. Oh, jeez. You're making me picture things. Just get a a colander and wash it out. So I'm just going to move on. Uh, (laughs) Personally, uh, I'd rather go six months without my precious coffee. Nice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so I, I would say that I would rather eat raw fish, bones and all, than play this fucking video game you know hell yeah what's gross is you didn't even specify like what fish like what it kind could of fish be a just a any huge fish. fish any fish a cuttlefish a bones of cuttle cuttlefish yes i'll do a I'll blow do fish i'll blow fish an oar fish honestly any of it okay give me a shark i'll i'll, I'll try to do that Ooh, yeah, they're, they're mostly cartilage you could just bite right into it oh, yeah. oh god oh <laughs> god yeah. we can make shark s'mores 
But yeah, just for perspective, just so you guys know, yes, this game is quite bad. It's quite very quiet i mean honestly this is i felt bad that this was trevor's first episode because i and i i tried to in solidarity sit through as much of this game with you as i could mm-hmm. but yeah i'm sorry trevor i had i at least had some hopes for this game just because the, the story where the story takes place is is kind of cool like they could do some fun stuff with it but did not pan together so let's let's kind of talk about this a little bit yeah um before we start potentially ripping the whole thing to shreds which you know we're, we're gonna it's bound to happen we're gonna do it uh we should at least state that it seems that the team behind the game cared about the source material they're legitimate nerds we've come to to believe yeah they did their research and some things while a little weird aren't nearly as outlandish as like mithril containing the light of the silmarils for example from the <laughs> for fucking ex- from the amazon the, series i mean the the orc baby thing is kind of out there too. yeah so we'll, 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 we'll get into that. That. Yeah. so there's some things that are a little weird but not we'll quite as it. out there as some other shit that we've seen so mm-hmm. that being said the game relies heavily on its original ideas since the story of Gollum during this time period isn't super well documented as compared to other parts of Tolkien's lore. Right. Yeah, so let's talk about the locales, the places we're going to visit in this Gollum game. Yeah. Uh, the first half of the game takes place in Baradur following Gollum's capture by the Nazgul. And this is uh, probably the most sloggy part of the game, right? I don't know. That's debatable. <laughs> That's debatable. Okay. Okay. The, oh, I, I will say I hated this part of the game the most. Yeah. yeah the, the, the tutorial kind of like thing that games normally do wasn't all that great. It kind of seemed weird. And it's the only time you see the Nazgul. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. But Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah in the middle part of this game, then you go through Shelob's cave and Kirithungal to escape. And then the later chapters place you in Mirkwood. And specifically within Thrandwheel's halls and dungeons. Yeah. And finally... It ends with Gollum on the other side of the doors of Durin. Right, and when we say it ends there, it literally, we, we yeah. don't we don't mean like you travel there and then the game stops. You actually, the game kind of ends elsewhere, and then the final cutscene is like you're stuck. There, yeah, yeah. There. It, it ends in Mirkwood, and then some cutscenes, and bam, you're behind the doors. Like wow, <laughs> sick smash cut. Yeah, there it's, you go. It's uh, actually kind of funny, but um, mostly just because it's kind of unexpected and a, yeah, li- a little it, random. It, feel, it feels probably random and, yeah, sort of like an uneventful place to just kind of end. But anyway, so we'll jumping into some general observations about the game. So this entire game is from Smeagol slash Gollum's perspective. Um, the names of the characters throughout the game are often either a title or a simple description since Gollum doesn't know them. And, like, it, it when I say, like it does actually lean pretty heavily from that personal perspective. Yeah. Um, you have characters like the Candleman, cruel she-elf, <laughs> cruel elf king, and the Grashneg. The Grashneg. Some exceptions to this, but there aren't many, right? Like the, the Mouth of Sauron is actually titled as the Mouth of Sauron. And um, we have the Wizard, which is referred to in dialogue as Gandalf, so we know it's Gandalf. And it looks like Gandalf. They did a pretty, yeah. a pretty reasonable it's, it's job. Pretty, pretty reasonable, yeah, Gandalf. Pretty much Gandalf. But the, the subtitles still just say wizard. Yeah, but unfortunately, the game doesn't really tell you much about the lore along the way. Most of the supplemental information that you can get out of the game is presented in DLC at extra cost just to get some of this lore. And the yeah. DLC option is just, uh, I don't know, it's weird. I don't i don't know if I like that. It, it should have been shipped with the game. And, and just for people who may not know, DLC is uh, short for downloadable content. Downloadable content. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone comes out with a game, you can get some extra levels and shit later on as downloadable content. You gotta pay, though. But you gotta pay extra. 
Yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes when you get a game, they'll give you DLC for free. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like in the, in this case, uh, that was the precious edition of the game, precious, and uh, you know, that's just a title for the other stuff that comes with it, which we're going to go over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, random bits of lore are presented throughout, but they don't really add much to the game at all or the experience, really. Yeah, and this seems to show that the lore isn't terribly important to the overall story of the game. Yeah, it's pretty weird for a universe so steeped in lore. It- feels pretty bare bones like yeah, yeah really really um there is additional dlc content uh as well uh but they are also pretty disappointing yeah trevor you bought all of it baby he wanted to give yeah. us a proper review of all yeah. the options yeah i wanted all the bells and whistles so uh give it to that patreon guys help trevor get his 70 dollars back <laughs> all right <laughs> if you like game. this episode just i feel so bad trevor i just i'm so sorry I just know that once we're done with this, it's immediately getting uninstalled. Yeah. <laughs> immediately uninstalled. Never to return. Never to return again. So, all right. The stuff that came with the Precious Edition. So, uh, one other thing you get is a pack of emotes that you can have Gollum perform. And e- emotes are just, you know, some kind of animation and you make some expression or whatever. Um, and emotes in games tend to be used for social situations. So you kind of, like, interact with people. Right. You, but uh, usually in, like multiplayer yeah. situations where, right where there's like other people where there are other people to, to, to emote to yeah you can't even like even some games will have you do it to npcs non-player characters no nah, doesn't even do anything like the the emotes in this are big like a bug appears and Gollum like tries to step on it Ooh. <laughs> it's, it's it's really stupid super cool that's yeah it's kind of silly kind of silly stuff one of the things that sounded really cool initially uh, was the option to have the elves in the game speak Cinderin? Yeah, some D- there was a DLC pack to have in the game for the for the Cinderin speech, right? Yeah. However, however, <laughs> you you might think that sounds pretty cool, but we found it uh, didn't really nail it quite right. Yeah, any elf related to the story still seems to speak English to Gollum. Yeah, because you can't have it. Just would be dumb to have them speak Cinderin to a creature that clearly doesn't speak Cinderin. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Le- still leaning heavy into that Gollum's perspective. Bar. Yeah, and, and it would have been nice to have the option to have both English and Cinderin subtitles, so mm-hmm. you could like know what they're saying. But yeah, no, you ju- you just get the Cinderin. Well, you'd think if there's going to be multiple languages, you'd probably have subtitles to go along with yeah, those, what, right? Uh, subtitles you could understand. Yeah. I'm also going to say Trevor thinks this is a kind of unfair criticism, but I do not like the way the Cinderin sounds when it is spoken. I think yeah. it sounds rather stilted. It almost sounds as if it's AI generated Cinderin. Like yeah. it, it does not have a real good like a, a real good cadence. I wasn't I wasn't there when you guys were messing with the Cinderin, the Cinderin part. I wasn't there that day, but I definitely of it, of anyone here, I think I would trust your take on the, the language. Yeah, I mean yeah. tell me you know <laughs> I don't hit, have the ear for it, that's hit, for sure. Yeah, hit us up on the Discord or, or email us, keep on Tolkien Podcast at gmail dot com. Let me know if I'm crazy. I didn't like the way the Cinderin sounded. Uh, I just didn't like the prof- the sound profile of it, I guess. I, I don't know. Thought it was sounded stilted in my opinion but maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm an asshole guys tell me maybe if you're, I am. maybe you're just a piece of shit i don't i don't know i don't know anything anything's possible anything is possible well f- furthermore with the press precious edition you also get a digital soundtrack cool which, which is normally pretty cool like That's i like i fun, love getting right? game soundtracks Sick. sweet All How, right. however on the ps5 you can however. only access it through an app on the playstation like you can't even download it that's pretty lame. Who's yeah. going to listen to it like that? I don't boot up my PlayStation to listen to music. Yeah. It's only through a specific PlayStation app? Yeah, it liter- yeah, it's literally a separate app from the game. Just just like for itself. Yeah, for itself. That's And, really and like silly. the music isn't 
bad and it seems to fit in with the game but it's but that's really weird it's pretty forgettable otherwise yeah you can't like download it or anything it's just you have to open up a playstation if there there is a way to download it i don't know it but i didn't see anything silly shit yeah another cool thing they had an art exhibition which again is another app on the playstation cool okay okay so also not downloadable but all right i love how this episode is like this 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 however however here's a a win and here's why it sucks yeah this could have been cool but but what they did instead they made it its own proprietary playstation app what the fuck yeah and i'm guessing if you had purchased it maybe on steam on the pc or something you'd have access to these in other ways but oh maybe maybe i guess that could be the caveat here right but i did play it on ps5 so that's you know i'm going with, i guess going with my uh, experience i guess even if you bought it on a console i'd hope you'd be able to at least like get it emailed to yourself something or something like that whatever whatever anyway you'd hope how am i supposed to fap to this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my my can't bring my playstation into the shower what the fuck guys <laughs> anywho <laughs> so the art exhibition okay so these are usually pretty cool right like i, I love getting this kind of stuff uh, that gives you some nice insight into the creation of the games or the media you know whatever it came with and as far as i'm concerned the art is pretty well done in the in the concept stuff like those they have talented artists at day uh Day-Aldic. yeah it's not you know they uh, dalek sorry Dalek. And uh, but but as a note, this is only concept art, and there are some written details. And the funny part is, like, unfortunately, some of the information about the game, such as the Candleman's real name, and we'll we'll tell you that later. You can only find written in the art exhibition. Yeah, what the fuck? So you've got to go to like the the concept art to get some of the lore information. Yeah, which you also gotta pay for what you gotta pay yeah. for yeah. note that again this is another spot where the game is not giving you much of her lore in the Jesus, game. is this an ea game what's with all this god i mean we can't say this game is a microtransaction hell Killing but it, the but star wars franchise you're definitely again. getting robbed <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. To summarize all of this stuff, yeah. If you wanted to play the game for lore, then you you absolutely need to fork out the extra cash for this stuff because you're not going to get it in the base game. Better fork it over. Yeah, and basically the game suffers. The story in the game suffers because of these things. If you were new to Tolkien, this wouldn't be a great place to start. Nah. No, I don't think this is going to be bringing any new people into the community. Yeah, there's just not enough information given about even like the places you visit or the people in them. They just kind of expect you to know this stuff. And characters just kind of come and go with very little depth. And this makes them forgettable and boring, especially their original characters. Yeah. And I will and I will say, at least for, for art for me, the worst sin you can commit is to be boring. Yep. And like, cause I watch shitty movies. I love shitty movies. You know this, Joel. We've seen some very shitty movies. Yeah, some of my favorite movies are what are you would sh- call B movies. Yeah, like. shitty movies. Yeah, and like, yeah, and I like them for for them, you know. But like, they're not boring. You know what I mean? Like, they, you can say that at least. Yeah. Um, yeah, boring. Boring sucks. Yeah, and you know, even goes with it, right? The way that Gollum and Smeagol slash Smeagol, whatever, is portrayed, it's really not enough to carry the story on its own without the lore. Mm-hmm. you know like you don't really know a lot about Gollum and the game does try to yeah. tell you some stuff but it's not enough right like and b- being that Gollum is such a loner he has few opportunities <laughs> to actually form meaningful relationships <laughs> with the characters yeah so there's no like character development it's just kind of oh god that's Gollum so dumb it's, it's the him against the world the whole time in the lore compendium that literally preaches friendship is magic our main character can't form friendships no friendships no yeah. friends it's wow cool guys well shall we 
Shall we dive in? Let's get right in, guys. Get, let's get into get the story. This shit. Yeah, so let's give you guys pretty much a full rundown yeah. of what they fucking did to this game. Well, we're going to start with the story of the game. Yes. Yeah, I will warn you. You're going to hear the word Gollum more times than you've ever heard in your life, probably. Yes. Because, uh, we're, yeah, we're going to touch the whole thing. And it's all from Gollum's perspective, so yep. you have been warned yet again. Oh, what if we said it like every time, <laughs> yeah. and then and then yeah. jumps to the other ledge? By the by, the end of the episode, you're not gonna have a voice. <laughs> yeah, for real. We should have gotten some of that golem juice that uh, Andy Circus used. Oh, yeah, when, yeah. They, when he did the when Andy Circus oh, yeah. was doing yeah. the movies, he said they had a special. It's like tea and honey. Special, like, I think it was like tea and honey. There was a special concoction he drank yeah. before he was doing like golem real juice. heavy. Gollum days. Goleming real hard. Goleming real hard. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I like how that sounds. Gollum <laughs> juice. Goleming hard. Goleming hard. Yeah. Ooh, goleming real hard. Get that Gollum juice. Okay, oh, I'm goleming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not a funny joke. Oh god, it's not funny at all. Not funny. That was immature. Wow, real, real mature. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. So, if we haven't made this abundantly clear, we we cannot stress enough how little this game educates you on the people locations and the lore of middle earth right like not very at all. little and, and considering how much we all love lore and that's probably one of the main reasons that you guys are listening this yeah we're going to be telling you more things uh based on assumptions and, and our actual knowledge than the game ever even tries to tell you of even, course yeah, even, we're going to fill uh, in the gaps yeah like uh, our surface level interpretation will be more than the game even tries to tell you will like, ever attempt to yeah, yeah tell you yeah, so we'll basically be telling the story from start to finish, and we'll probably skip over some stuff, like here and there, that's mostly just gameplay, or that we feel is just kind of unnecessary. Yeah, but otherwise, this is going to take you all, what, how long did it take you to play this game? I don't even know. Like, over 12 hours, right? Kind of like being in a coma. You know, I had to slave through it. Yeah. You you'll guys will get that You'll get means. that joke in a second. Oh, uh, <laughs> I get it. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, so we start with... Gollum's capture. Woo! Yeah, we going begin. to jail. Sick. Yeah. So, Gollum's story starts with the telling of his capture by the Nazgul. This is in the mountains of Kirithungal, where Gollum dwelt at the time. And uh, he's chasing a beetle because he's hungry. He wants to eat it. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And on his way, he fumbles, capturing the beetle, and uh, is eventually cornered in a cave by the Nazgul <gasps> and taken to the black pits of Baradur to be tortured. Oh, no shit. Okay. Uh, it's here we learn that Gollum is actually in an elvish cell. Uh, there's a wizard outside of the cell door, and he's chatting with cruel elf king before he enters to interrogate Gollum. Yeah, all of a sudden we're just kind of in a in like a different setting. So it's just a smash cut. Yeah, yeah, smash okay. cut, different yep. setting. All yep. of a sudden he's in an elvish cell. Okay, and uh, we, so we assume that the elf king here is Thranduil and Mirkwood, but you know Thranduil's name is never explicitly yeah. used. Yeah, f- fuck us, it's never said. Um, the wizard is obviously Gandalf, uh, and is referenced as such as later in the game. Yeah, you actually get to have a short conversation with Gandalf at one point as Gollum. So that that at okay. least is nice. Cool. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, the wizard Gandalf tortures Gollum into telling him about his time in Baradur with the light from his staff. Otherwise, he's not really doing anything cruel or unusual. I mean, it's not like Gandalf. tearing off his fingernails or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. No, yeah, no, like hostile level torture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well. Yeah, we we all know though that Aragorn captured Gollum, and that's why he's in the Elvish shell, uh, cell. But th- this detail is never actually touched on in the game. Yes, not at all. Do y'all think they just couldn't talk about Aragorn, or is it just like crappy storytelling? 
So, like Aragorn, the whole part of Aragorn's story is just not even mentioned. Yeah, I, at all I, at any point. I, I, yeah, I mean, if if they mentioned him, maybe they mentioned Ranger later in the game, but you you have no context or anything for any of it. They wow. just don't even talk about Aragorn at yeah. all. It's just silly. That is, yeah. that is that is really weird. Yeah, maybe they couldn't. Maybe they couldn't talk about him. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It seems like an important part, but okay, that's fine. Just leave it out. I Whatever. guess. Whatever. All right. All right, well, let's let's go into Baradur, talk about let's do what it. Gollum did while he was there. Baradur. Yeah, so uh, Gollum is enslaved and forced to do tasks for the other, you know, for all the slave drivers here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, scene cut. Now we're back in Baradur. Yeah, yep. now, we're, now we're, we're back. We're going, he's basically telling a story now. Yep. Our, yep. Uh, our dear friend Dom, who's actually been on the show way back in season one, mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, he was watching us play it on Discord, and he goes... Is this this is this just slave sim twenty twenty three? And I was like, yeah, because we were just doing slave tasks. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of the game for hours is what it. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Yeah. So for a bit, he follows uh, a character who goes by Frail Old Man because that's how Gollum knows him. This and, uh, description, basic descriptions of people. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Just so he can learn the ropes, you know. And the uh, the old man at some point. It's referred to as Sephet, the Sand Flood King, by uh, by one an orc that is sharing your guys' cell. Is this cruel orc, right? Cruel uh, cr- orc cruel that orc. shares yep. shares the cell. Yep. Cruel yeah. orc. Um, according to cruel orc, he was the king who was uh defeat who defeated uh King Osmond from the Chalk Mountains and gave his soldiers as tribute to Sauron. And we cannot find any references to any of those people or places anywhere in the lore, except for yeah. Sauron. Except for, <laughs> well, except for Sauron, except yeah. for Ronnie. We know him. We know Ronnie. Yeah, we've never heard of Sefut, the Desert King, or Osmod, or the Chalk Mountains. There seems to be some original lore stuff, which is not half bad, but... Yeah, yeah, and um, we're assuming that the based on the lore compendium in the game, we, we're assuming that these are kings were likely of Haradrim tribes, mm-hmm. right? Right. Yeah, yeah, and we know at least... Um, based on what they say about it all, that uh, um, since Osmod was already allied with Sauron, so basically Sephut was like <laughs> destroying or giving a, a Sauron's own men, Sephut got punished and that's why he's imprisoned. Oh. Goddamn. Yeah. I see. Uh, but since uh, a frail old man is small and scrawny, he's given the task of obtaining the slave tags of dead slaves. Fun. That's what I always wanted to do in a video game. Yeah, yeah. You do this more than once as Gollum. Yeah, for, you do it for, for sure. way more than you ever should have to. And like, I, I'm familiar with fetch quests and games. That's fine. This like, is not one of those, no, though. No. This is just this yeah, is this not is a Skyrim a menial, fetch quest. This is a yeah. menial task. Well, and, and mind you, guys, this whole game is it's linear as all fuck. Like you point A yes. to point B the whole time. It's it's a rail. Yeah. Uh, you really don't have much freedom in any way. So. I noticed that as well. Yes. Yeah. One of the things I was there for was the herding task. Oh when my they god. Basically, when you basically hit, they have Gollum herding a bunch of creatures called boroks. They're like boars. Yeah. And then you, they basically have you, Gollum, trying to herd these creatures into a cage. Yeah, and these are a creation of the game developers. Uh, these, these are they're designed to be like the quote great beasts mentioned by Tolkien as part of Sauron's armies. Yeah, that bit of information you find in the lore compendium, which is yeah, just that separate thing. You have to go back to the main menu and then open it up in order, in order to look at any of it. And that's all after. You've paid for it. After yeah. you've paid that sweet, sweet money. Let's not forget, we all work for money, guys. Yep. <laughs> so at another point after this, Gollum is also tasked with finding some explosive barrels in the caves and then going and setting them off. So just uh, some more menial running around tasks. 
Then the frail man tells Gollum of another slave who tried to find plans or blueprints of the tower. And uh, this now dead slave wanted to use them to plan their escape from Baradur. He also, cool. tells, he also tells him a story of a dwarf who had helped build parts of Baradur. And this dwarf had stolen and hid like these explosive stones or whatever. He could be used as a catalyst to create the explosions. Ooh. And that, that'll be important, well, a little bit later. Inside knowledge. So Gollum eventually sneaks out of the halls of Grand. That this... The, these were just some halls where they were literally constructing the giant battering ram Grand yeah. that we know from the Siege of Minas Tirith. Yeah, this is over a fiery lake of lava. Yeah, it's a cool place. So he finally escapes the halls of Grand, and Gollum sneaks his way through tons of orcs and eventually is able to find this document that he's been looking for. And immediately afterwards, he's captured by the orcs. Ooh. Ooh. And, and yeah, to no avail. To no avail. Uh, and then, yeah, while they're talking... Uh, Talking to him after his capture, whatever, he learns that he's on some sort of list. Huh. He's on the list. He's on Aren't the we list. All? Aren't we all, guys? Which uh, is apparently a list of uh, of the slaves that are important in some way, and they're supposed to be safe from harm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Sauron himself is the one who decides who's on the list. It's the Dark Lord's list. Sauron's list. That that would make a good movie. It's like Schindler's List, but way <laughs> worse. <laughs> way more depressing. <laughs> way more. Sauron's somehow, list. way more depressing. So Gollum is then punished with finding even more dead slave tags. And this is in an even more dangerous part of the mines near some lava. So they spice it up a little bit. Mm. Yeah. And after passing out from heat exhaustion from being too close to the lava, Gollum awakes in his cell while the other slaves are plotting to take action. So, well, Ooh. minus the orc. The orc doesn't care. But you, got, orc. you got Sefa and like a couple of other <laughs> old dudes in there trying to plan their escape or whatever. And let's just back up here for a second to appreciate how lame this mechanic is you pass out from heat exhaustion <laughs> once in the game oh my god yeah it's not even really a mechanic it's a plot device it's a yeah, plot device you couldn't figure out yeah. any better way to yeah like why don't you just smash cut that's what you've been doing for everything else right. like no level this time, over you know yeah. like, <laughs> like if i'm supposed to feel bad for a golem i don't yeah just saying <laughs> i don't and at no point in this game are you ever going to like, Gollum is not a He's, character yeah. that you really feel bad for most of the time. Yeah. You know, sometimes, yes, but most of the time, he's he's yeah. kind of an asshole. So. Yeah, this right, just right. felt kind of random. It's like the one time when Kenny actually dies all of a sudden for no yeah, reason. Yeah, and it's he's a like, huge deal. Yeah. Well, in listening to the conversation, Gollum agrees to help them by climbing up high in Baradur to a bridge, and uh, there he sets off some explosives, destroying hey. the bridge. And, and it's here that I assume that the stone stolen by the dwarf slave from earlier are used but of course you'd have to assume that oh yeah because the game isn't about to tell you no nope, it expects you to make that connection which you won't you you won't <laughs> you won't so after this arson all the slaves are lined up for questioning <laughs> and Gollum is given the choice yeah it, this is we should also mention you are given choices in this game mm -hmm. most of the time for no reason at all but at this point Gollum is given a choice to either out the frail old man or blame the cruel orc that he's sharing the cell with. Yeah, and so yeah, with these uh, with these moments being sprinkled throughout the game, uh, you literally like have Gollum and Smeagol. Like it zooms in on them, and they just kind of have a little argument with themselves. Yeah, and, and you get like you choose an option, and then you have to argue your that point. point to the other, and you just have some multiple choice, and it it's it's kind of lame actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really it also brings the game to an even more grinding halt than it already is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, to make it even more boring, you know what I mean? And and for the most part when you have these scenes, um it does have like a short-term immediate impact, but it's it's never really 
more than like some a, a dialogue mm-hmm. like either way it, because the game is so linear it you don't actually take a path here it's just like oh well what scene would i rather see and you just yeah. right i'm just thinking to myself what that would be like like zoomed out from the perspective of like a local <laughs> npc nearby all of a sudden Gollum just like stops gets like a thousand miles stare and just starts like talking back and forth to <laughs> yeah, himself just, yeah and just like not yeah. moving for a long time there's there's a couple of times where it happens where like he'll be arguing with himself and then one of the npcs that's nearby is like kind of confused and it's like oh, co- okay. comments on it a little bit but for okay. the most part it's basically what you're saying like yeah. it like freeze frame all right he's in his head yeah weird so, but in, in particular, <laughs> the outcome of this is is literally just some extra dialogue from whoever Gollum doesn't blame, and they either way that they just get mad at him. So either either the Sephut or the Orc, you find them in the cell later, and they just have a little argument, and yeah, cool. Moving Not on. much difference either way. Yeah. All right. Well, continuing his life as a slave, he is tasked with feeding orc larvae. That's right. You heard me. L- orc L- larvae. Larvae. Yeah. By larvae. Dumping buckets of food into a pool of them. Pool of larvae. Orc larvae. Because yeah. orcs apparently don't breed like regular people in nope. this universe. So let's get into the game's version of orc breeding, which I didn't. I didn't know there could be a dumber way of doing it than in the Peter Jackson movie. The mud pits. The mud pits. <laughs> the mud orcs. Because <laughs> like, I don't know why people are just so uncomfortable with the idea of orcs having sex. I don't know why people are just so uncomfortable. Some of, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah, know, it's it says in Some told, of us fantasize about it. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't Some know. of us into that shit. It says in in Tolkien, I can't remember where, so somebody can help me uh, cite it, but it says that the orcs multiply in the manner of the children of Ilavatar, which yeah. means what, Joel? It means they breed sexually. Sexually or fucking, right? Yeah. Or in other yeah. words, fucking. 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 I'm pretty sure that comes up in, the, uh, in either the Silmarillion or... Somewhere. Yeah, it's somewhere canon. I know that. I just can't remember where. Yeah, they're not like they're not magical beasts created from the earth. They're they're no. living creatures. Yeah, they, they used procreate. to be elves, remember? Maybe yeah, they the, procreate just the like the anyone else. Somewhere. Yeah. But all right, let's yeah, let's get into let's get into this orc breeding. So in this version in the game Yeah, in uh the the game's lore compendium, which again you, you gotta pay for, states that orcs are raised in vitro actually. Yeah, and then the eggs of orc mothers get separated from their womb and fertilized and the embryonic orc larvae are then fed and raised in a dark murky water like a pool yeah of yeah, like little yeah. weird they call tadpole it orcs until they Mormac. grow the morek you said mormac i think that's what they call it <laughs> nice okay another invention of the yeah right the, the the weird dark substance that they swim around in and like eat and stuff yeah like little tadpoles yeah yeah yeah, they're basically like tadpole little orcs early on, and then they eventually look like four-legged little creatures with tadpole. You know, it's it's just it's like an evolution thing. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's super weird. <laughs> super <laughs> fucking weird. Well, let's get into the Candleman. How about that? Ah, uh, yes, the Candleman. The Candleman. So can after the orc feeding, uh, an undefined period of weeks pass as the as the game doesn't really give you much of a timeline. So it just says <laughs> it just says weeks pass. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and Gollum is eventually summoned to meet the Candleman. So let's talk about who is this Candleman. This is like John Wick or something. Who's the Candleman? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that Candleman <laughs> is John Wick. Well, all right. So we we at least know his first name. We don't know any other parts of his name, but we know his first name is Lester. That's Lester. A that's the, very like I don't know. To me, that strikes me as a very unimaginative 
fantasy name? Lester. Yeah, it's not much of a of a Tolkien name. Right. That sounds like, I don't know, like the guy that you used to work with. Like, I, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Not Lester, you know. Lester, son of Chester. <laughs> the cheetah? Chester cheetah? Chester, this is Chester Cheeto's son. <laughs> Lester. Yeah. Well, Lester Cheeto. Lester Cheeto. <laughs> They came out with a diet Cheeto or something. <laughs> well, okay. The funny, stupid part about this is the art exhibition is the only place it says his name. Oh, my God. And no part in the game does it. The whole time he's just listed as Candleman. Which, well, unless I'm wrong, is also something you got to pay for. Yeah, yep, yep, it is. But, okay, so we know otherwise... He, he's some kind of sorcerer. Lester's a sorcerer. One, All right. One of the orcs who takes you to him says that. Um, he's part of an old and noble family in Athelion. Probably, uh, yes. probably Dunedain. Right Dunedain, now. yes. Lester, very Dunedain, very yes. Dunedain. name. Yes. Lester the Dunedain. <laughs> he, uh, he betrays his, pe- his people in exchange for his family's lives and uh, has been in Sauron's service ever since. We don't really know when that was, but we know that it happened. Uh, and his his daughter accepted Sauron immediately and devoted herself to him, right? But like okay. like more than he does. Oh, she turned oh, yeah. right on over to him. Oh yeah, yeah. She she fell in love, if you will. Yeah. Um, his wife, however, did not. She was not having any of that shit, and uh, she eventually turns on him, and he has her executed. Oh, sad day. And this is all only found in the art exhibition. Yeah, I, yeah. Either art exhibition or, or some of it's in the lore compendium. So DLC. Yeah. yeah. DLC. So they don't really get into any of this in the game. You just come across these characters. Yeah. The only yep. thing that's mentioned here is the sorcerer part. Jesus Christ! Like you meet his daughter. You know, What's she, her name she, cruel woman or something. Initially, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I don't think you. I don't think it actually says her name. No, it definitely doesn't say her name at all in the in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I, I think maybe her name is listed in the in the lore compendium or the, the art book, but honestly, just like Lester, it's so un, unimportant. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Mester, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. So while Gollum is there, right, he's questioned about the bridge incident that happened earlier, um, and then he's let back to his cell. But during the questioning, you're given another decision to blame someone for the bridge. And, Ooh. Yeah. Th- like, you can either choose to out your foreman or tell the truth. Either way, again, it's another meaningless difference meaningless difference yes so after an undefined period of quote-unquote weeks uh gollum is then taken to go hatch some carrier birds that the Candleman is trying to uh, grow and, and and hatch yeah he does this by dipping an egg in uh, the stuff we said earlier about the orcs the mormac oh uh and using an oven to heat a nest it's one of the dumbest like little puzzles you have to do in the game and it took to me forever a, to figure out to hatch a bird to hatch yeah to hatch Bro, a bird yeah this is all in the the game like yeah. that you're hatching birds and mormac and like what the fuck yeah like i don't know where some of this nonsense came from like it's so strange so remind me again what's the mormac so mormac uh it's some special liquid that's a magic or- orc juice that they kind of <laughs> yeah the game developers <laughs> created it it's brewed in the sewers of baradur oh. yeah <laughs> nice it, it it's poo-poo. Yeah. yeah it's and, it, and it's fed to the inhabitants of baradur to make them stronger so they eat their own shit and more apt to Sauron's influence yes Sauron literally feeds you shit and then you like him more oh great nice. oh that Apparently. sounds wonderful i'm gonna yeah. feed you shit and you're that's, gonna that's, like that's it sauron's indoctrination shit oh boy so after that Gollum takes the bird to the kin man who shows him a painting of Arnor, the last oh, king guy. of gondor baby corn bowing to the witch king of angmar yeah it's just like some kind of tapestry or something yeah bowing uh, to the witch king yeah yeah bowing to him yeah. Like sword down, maybe. Like submitting to the Witch yeah, King? Yeah, submitting. Which, Didn't he fucking hate that guy? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, this must be some kind of fantasy art, because I oh. think I, Aranor would let them chop his 
fucking limb from limb before he would bow to the witch. Right, he was fucking furious. Yeah, he went in there to kick his ass, dude. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he shows him this to try to like teach Gollum some kind of lesson. Like, if you disobey me, you'll be silenced kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. But but yeah, yeah. so then he cages the bird, uh, gives Gollum a chance to name it, and uh, claims it will love and be loyal to him for as long as it lives. Um, and you don't have to name it, but if you want to, you can call it Little One. Nice. Yeah. So you either choose to call it Little One or nothing at all? Or Bird. Yep. Or Bird. Just Bird. Oh. Not even a name. Just Bird. Well, bird. Cool. Sick. Yeah. Uh, finally, he orders Gollum to be his eyes and ears around the place and serve him uh, from that day forward. And then yet again, another undefined amount of time passes. But this time, it's not weeks. It's years. Years. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Gollum, uh, Gollum wakes uh, in his cell and he finds that he has a new cellmate who says to call him Grashneg. This is a man, right? Yep. Which I think we mean it means fresh meat in black speech is what the game says, right? No, no. We had to look that up. Oh, we looked that up? Yeah, we looked that up. You wow. looked that up specifically Did when I we got to that, that point. Yep. Wow. Yeah, see, that's how furious with this game I am. <laughs> and uh, so, much like the beginning of the game where the frail man shows Gollum the ropes, Gollum is tasked with showing Grashneg the ropes. And you do the Borok thing again. And, you know, except, you know, slightly different. You can get the Grashneg killed here if you want by fucking it up, but cool it's otherwise Let's do it. there's actually an achievement <laughs> so if you get the grash knight killed uh in, in multiple ways throughout the game because he, he sticks around for a bit there's an achievement in the game you get oh, for, for killing right. him in every All way right. possible for being a wow. nasty little yeah. slimy little and it's not even that interesting and it's pretty easy to not get it so yeah but yeah after he after he shows him the ropes and stuff Gollum meets with the Candleman again and uh he uh he's trying to teach him how to train the bird again which, this is all in the game yeah, this bird training is its own other little small game thing that introduces a, a new boring-ass mechanic. We'll talk about it later. You, yeah, like you'd think a Gollum game. When I think Gollum game, I think falconry, you know? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, the, the Gollum, the creature that's famously lives underground and in caves and stuff. Yeah, yeah. bird yeah, is yeah, the pet yeah. he's always wanted to live in his cave. Well, he likes nice crunchable birds. It's true. <laughs> he likes it's to true. eat them. Maybe he's looking at it kind of like a chicken. Oh, that'd be cool. Just fattening it up. <laughs> so, after the whole bird training thing, uh, the Candleman is summoned away by the mouth of Sauron, um, and then his daughter, the Candleman's daughter, walks into his like quarters and stuff and starts sneaking through all his things to try and find information uh, on the Shire that the Candleman might have learned from Gollum. Mm. Uh, they learn that uh, apparently some orc named Snara knows about stuff, so Gollum follows her around and... Uh, races against the clock to uh, to find him and he, and, he, and he does if you're quick enough if you're not whatever checkpoint start over and yeah you uh golem throttles snara you know choking from behind throttles him to, to death right uh, uh, or strangling from behind right choking's different we discussed that last oh episode. yeah yeah that was actually yeah, yeah. choking yeah. would be like sticking your fingers down his throat <laughs> <laughs> which he definitely does not do <laughs> And uh, while while you're doing it, uh, Gollum's justification for this is he's uh, he's doing it to protect the precious from evil men. Protect the precious. Okay. Evil men. Sure. And immediately after, Gollum just escapes the scene and goes back to his cell. Yeah. And once he's back in the cell, Gollum tells him the uh, the orc guard outside the cell that the the Grashneg had something to do with Snar's murder, and then Grashneg is taken away. Sick. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, well, Gollum then devises a plan to escape, and he sneaks about and frees his bird. Because that's right, you have a bird friend in this game. Little one, little one. <laughs> he has the bird steal the keys to the bird tower. How big is this bird? Oh, it's not. I think it's, it's a small bird. Pretty. It's maybe the size of his head, full grown. Yeah, like Gollum's head. 
Oh, okay. So it's not a tiny bird. Yeah. Do you think it could carry a coconut? A coconut? I don't know if the I don't know if he could carry. Was it an African swallow or a European swallow? <laughs> oh, none of you guys watched. Monty I don't think Python they migrate. The Do they migrate, Joel? I've I don't think they're migratory. <laughs> I think I've only seen it once. I'm, I apologize. Monty Python is great, but it's been years. Do coconuts I, migrate? I, I saw it once, and I was incredibly stoned, so I don't <laughs> remember a whole lot of it. And, and just, just a for, classic. I remember loving it. I thought it was great. Just for some context, the bird tower is where you hatched the bird. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, after a bunch of climbing through the tower, and and then some other areas that that don't really make functional sense. Uh, I don't really understand why anybody would construct Baradour this way, but all right. Gollum frees the Grashnag from a cage uh, that is moving around on rails, like 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 hanging rails, a gondola kind of shit. Oh, cool. interesting. Okay. And uh, and uh, then they fall into the sewer of Baradour. Gross. Sewer of Baradour. Baradour. Baradour sewer. Baradoo. Yeah, and it, it's at this point like you you go through the sewers. Uh, it's pretty gameplay heavy, uh, just with the Grashnag who doesn't really have much of anything interesting to say. Much reason to be there, really, at much all. Reason to be there. Yeah, it's, it's weird that you'd even be going through the sewers of Baradour anyway. It's like they were trying to find things that were interesting and were throwing darts at a board for what they thought might work. Yeah. Let's uh, go through the sewers of Baradour. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, while they're doing that a bit, yeah, Gollum tells the Grashnag of his plan to escape, and he convinces him to help. And the, that plan being that they're going to steal like a, a wagon or cart and uh, Gollum's going to hide in the back while the Grashnag drives him out. All right. Yeah. Okay, this is convenient. The Grashnag used to be a cart driver before he was sent to the cells with Gollum. So he he so he should have little trouble playing the part. Yeah, as far as I know, the lore behind that is uh, he had like a special pass and it was stolen from him. And so because he couldn't present it to the orcs, he was imprisoned. Oh, well, bureaucracy. Cool. Well, yep. <laughs> yep. But while they're traveling, the crate Gollum is hiding in is taken off the cart and placed in a storeroom nearby because it has a particular mark on it. Yeah, like it wasn't supposed to leave Baradur. Got the wrong crate. Got the wrong crate. And so Gollum spends some more time escaping another place. This time through caves with lots of giant spiders and molten lava and rocks. Ooh. And apparently, I, I read this in the lore compendium, the spiders in these caves are apparently experimented on by Sauron subjects. Oh, weird. Okay. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. They're, they're trying to do stuff with the spiders. Breed things with the spiders. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Build me an army worthy of Mordor. Of spiders. Of spiders. Oh, spiders. Yeah. <laughs> and after a lot more climbing around, Gollum escapes the caves. Well, Gollum is up on a cliff. Grashnig is down in the cart. Like, Gollum goes down to him and is like, are you going to let me in or whatever? And Grashnig says it's too risky and tells Gollum to find another way out. What a dick. What a dick. Fuck him. And so while Gollum is trying to find his way out, Grashnag leaves without him. Wow. Yeah. So then this part's extra weird. There's like a, a like an escape scene where there's a bunch of carts going down this long ass bridge. And as Gollum, you're like on you're on one cart as it's going out and you got to like duck and, and move side to side and stuff. And, uh, and like Frogger kind of. And uh, but you like <laughs> there's like a couple of parts where you have to like jump up and then you're on a platform and like the cars just keep coming. Right. Like I guess the uh, the commerce in Baradour is it's bumping, <laughs> it's just right? nonstop. It's nonstop. It's wild. They, yeah. They have Highways it. are moving in, in Mordor. And so, yeah, you just kind of get jump from cart to cart, basically, uh, until you escape to Kirithungul. Kirithungul scene is, change. Where we're Which going next should be pretty cool. Yeah. However. However, yeah. <laughs> you spend the least amount of time of anywhere in Kirithungul. Oh, that's a lie. Maybe the very beginning of the game when, nope, that's Kirithungul. Nope, nope. 
Yeah. <laughs> the least amount of time here. Least amount of time in Kirithungal. Fun. Um, during several parts of Gollum's time here, there's dialogue between Gandalf, the wizard, and Gollum, with Gollum being interrog- interrogated about Deagle, Gollum's uh, cousin that he murdered. Yeah, so kind of flashing back to present day where Gandalf is having that conversation with Gollum in a cell. Yeah, except this is all just voiceover, so gotcha. you don't actually see any of this torture at, oh, at this point. All right. So yeah, while you're trying to go through outside of the caves, Gollum finds Grashnik making his way towards them because that's where Gollum told him to go. That's like the way out of Mordor. And right. uh, he helps guide him in avoiding orcs in the process, just like by, I don't know, dropping things to get in his way. Just really dumb stuff. And it's at this point, like, if you want to, you can let him stumble in and get killed by the orcs. <laughs> Part of that <laughs> One of the ways you can yeah. turn on Grashnik. Yeah, you can also drown him in the sewers from earlier, but that's... Oh, yeah. fun. So they just give you a whole bunch of options to betray Grashnik. Yeah, honestly, now that I think about it, you have more creative ways to get this guy killed than you can do anything else in the game. <laughs> somebody he's just not really, your enemy. Somebody really wanted you to kill this guy. Yeah. All right, so once once uh, once lured in, Gollum abandons Grashnik and uh, runs into Shelob. You uh, you have a choice here on one of those Gollum Smeagol moments um, to make Shelob aware of Grashnik, but it it literally doesn't matter. She finds him either way. Oh, and, really? Yeah, yeah. She later she just later finds him anyway. Oh it, my god! It doesn't God. matter. Um, because like as soon as you uh as soon as you get done with the argument, Shelob just wakes up and is like, "Oh, there you are! I'm gonna chase you!" And that's here where we have Gollum running through some very long and. Su- surprisingly spacious caves from her (laughs) this uh in my opinion at least is the worst part of the game that i saw trevor play this looks like a playstation one game it reminds me of those reverse camera levels in fucking crash bandicoot where you have to like run from the stone the ones where you're running at the camera yeah you're running at the camera from the giant polar bear you can never see like how far a distance is yeah it's it's just like a cheap like you have to oh avoid obstacles as you run in a direction you can't see they do that it's not even really avoiding obstacles you're avoiding the mostly avoiding the web on the ground which is so poorly designed that it catches on you yeah it catches on you i mean i guess you know it it gets its purpose it slows you down but like there's no once you're caught like once or twice you're you're done you're done yeah and there's such big spots you don't know where to land and being Gollum, you don't have much stamina like game mechanic wise we'll talk about that later too but like it's really hard to get a leg up on her so i i died ha- several times trying to get through that part yeah and like this is something like to do in a game today is just like super strange like this is like one of those old like this would be like if i made a silent movie today and just expected <laughs> people to be like it to be widespread you know yeah, what i mean yeah. the great part of the movie when it, everything it, goes yeah. silent and it's the only part yeah. of the game that does this like there's there's no other part of the game that like introduces you to this kind of like mechanic or no. whatever so, yeah, it's just weird. But and it looks shitty as hell, yeah, too. It yeah. looks just terrible. But, but this is the last the last part of time you spend in, in Kirith Ungle. You know, as, as you, after you get in front of her and, like, you get away a little bit, that's when she finds Grashnag and Gollum gets away. Cool. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's it for that part. Then we go to Mirkwood. Yeah. Slash Thranduril's kingdom. Honestly, this is the only part of the game forward is the only part I actually thought looked a lot better. Yeah. Like, like art wise, because you're, you're in a forest and it, like it's actually populated with lots of plants and stuff like it. Um, a lot of the game doesn't really look super great. No, the Baradur the, parts are ugly as shit. Yeah, they're real ugly. The The art style is, I don't know. There's probably people out there that dig that art style, but I it was bad as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so it's it's at this part where we jump back to the present, where we're in the the cell uh, where Gollum has been this whole time, and the wizard is uh, is leaving 
the cell because he's just fed up with trying to interrogate Gollum. So moving forward at this point, there's no more like flashback gameplay stuff. Right. Yep. So we are at the the present as far as the game is concerned. Here on out. So like this, you were playing through memories the first part of the game? Basically playing through Gandalf's interrogation of Gollum. Yeah, memories that he's remembering. And you had to be Gandalf a slave and you for had as long as you did? Yes. In he those told, memories? He told yes. Gandalf all about the, the boring-ass slave tag. Yeah. And it's like that line in the Rick and Morty episode, like, if uh, sorry, I know Rick and Morty's cursed now, but uh, where, where he says, like, this is the, if you were telling this story, this is the part that you'd leave out, dummy. Like, that's what I feel <laughs> yeah, like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, at this point, the elves let Gollum out. When he promises good behavior, but also because Gandalf requested that they let him out. And uh, on his way out, he notices another elf in a cell with uh, some hollow-looking eyes, and he catches that they call her Mel. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, well Mel is uh, pretty integral to the story. You'll learn uh, You'll learn a bunch about her as we go. Um, so, but, all right, so the elves, uh, there's a couple of elves walking around uh, Gollum, just kind of like showing him where he's allowed to be, if you will. And they talk about this uh, running river that's running below, and they tell him to stay away from it. Okay. So naturally, pretty much the first thing Gollum does is he tries to find a way out to this river. Yep. He sneaks past several elves patrolling and chatting about different things, but none of them are really having any kind of important conversations, at least not for the audience. Like, it's not anything insightful. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to point out, so when I first played through the game, I had the Cinderin on, so I had no idea what they were saying. Uh, like, Because all the, all the side conversation stuff is all Cinderin. Right. Wait, and there's, again, no, there's, there's no, no English subtitles for the Cinderin? No. Why the Bullshit. fuck would you pay for that? If you unless you spoke fucking Cinderin. Exactly. Like That's just, really stupid, Trevor. I, I didn't even realize that. Yep. Oh my god. Yep. No subtitles for the Cinderin, yeah. Like yep. I speak a decent amount of Elvish. So you really but have I, to go I through can't. the whole game and just remember what all these people are saying in English. Yeah. Yeah. I've, and I've, then I've, go back through and And listen to them say it in Cinderin without subtitles. That's dumb. Yeah. I I mean I, I you know, went back again, and I know what they said, and that's why I know that none of it's all that important. Yeah. <laughs> but after sneaking up this river, Gollum hears his bird, little one, if bird. you will, who uh, has apparently followed him from Mordor. All the way from Mordor, goddamn. Yeah. And while climbing to look for his bird, uh, the elves who let him out of his cell find him and explain to him why escaping is impossible. Yeah, there's something non-canical called the Ring of Haze, in which all paths you try to take lead you back to where you started. Hmm. An elven forest of Sindar covered in a magical dome of haze that doesn't allow people to pass in, in or out of it. It sounds a lot like something that's, else we've heard that's of. That's not derivative of anything. Not, I can't, not derivative of anything at I all. Can't think Perhaps of the girdle of Melian. In Doriath. In mm. Doriath and Beleriand <laughs> in the first age. Perhaps. Yeah, that's ex- it sounds exactly like the girdle of Melian, essentially, is, kind of, is what we're getting at. Some kind of lamer. Except a little bit lamer, I guess. So before Gollum takes off with the elves, the bird flies over to him, and he tells the bird to go find help. And of course, you know, because the bird loves him with an unending passion, the bird <laughs> leaves, because that's it's loyal and stuff. Yeah. Help him. Cool. Honestly, the bird is probably the most loyal creature in this whole game. Nice. That's sweet. Yeah. So once back near the cells, uh, the elves tell Gollum that, about Mel, that she had lost her sight uh, in a terrible accident that killed everybody involved but her. How wow. sad. Uh, one of the people... Involved in this was called Gwendol, the Riddle Master. Ooh. Uh, and he's the one who apparently is responsible for the Ring of Haze. This is another elf? This is another elf. Another elf. Yeah. Gollum has a short conversation with Gandalf while he is smoking some Old Tobin. Is named Old Tobin? It is named, yeah. 
It, it's not Southern Star or uh, oh shit, what's the other one? Long Bottom. Long Bottom. Long Bottom. Yep. There we go. Yep. Gandalf uh, apologizes for tormenting him, and Gollum forgives him. Wow. How nice. This is when Gandalf offers some of the old Toby to Gollum, but uh, afterwards Gollum's upset and says, you didn't tell me that it was poison. Because apparently Gollum can't have nice things like good food or smoking tobacco. Smoke. Gollum denies it outright. He's like, like, that's poison. No, thank you. Well, he didn't say no thank you. Gollum would never say no thank you. So yeah, Gollum then goes to have a chat with Mel uh, near a window in her cell. And she mocks him by speaking like him, which was pretty funny. Um, Callum's like, I don't hiss. <laughs> okay, dude. So he uh, he tries to find a way around the door, like, well, well to where the door is. Uh, but the path is guarded. Um, and on his way, once he finds his way around, he finds some bells that have some kind of, like, spell on them. And it uh, hurts his ears and uh, makes it difficult to talk to her. It's also responsible, I guess, for keeping the door shut. So he can't get in there. Magic oh. bells. Okay. So I just want to reiterate again, just I want to touch back on this every now and then. This is in a Gollum game. Yeah. All this. All this. All this stuff. There's no more interesting stuff that happened to Gollum than this stuff, apparently. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you're not a slave, but you're still captive. I guess, yeah. You're just in jail the whole time. Yeah, just yeah, in jail the whole time. You constantly seem to be captive. Just or incarcerated. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so he, uh, he goes back around to her window and tries to convince her uh, that he knows something about... The Riddle Master, Gwendol. And, and she cares very, you know, very much about this. Um, so she then tells him to find a bell. Uh, there's a bell missing from this group of bells outside that's protecting her. Or, you know, keeping her in. Keeping her however in. you want to look at it. Um, and if he finds it and brings it back, she can be set free. Very cool. Very simple. Yeah. Um, Mel tells Gollum to sneak into the Riddle Master's chambers to find Gwendol's shell. And uh, so after much climbing and sneaking... Sneaking all around the place, uh, he gets there. All right, cool. It's important to note here that uh, Mel can talk to Gollum through any water source, apparently, and directly to his mind, so nobody else can can hear her. Mind link through water. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Mind link through water, and and there's water everywhere in Thranduil's kingdom. Like there's that river. Ever there's just pools and all kinds of water. So it's pretty like, convenient. Very convenient. So after he has the shell, uh, she has him climb up high. Where this other bell is located, not the not the bell we were looking for. This is a different bell, and I find it weird that they, that they had to use another bell, but that's fine. And when he rings the bell, it, it raises the water levels in some of the pools, which uh, allows him access to like swim across and climb higher. Oh, okay, so you can get around the level a little more. Yeah, yeah it seems like you know, opens ca- up the level. Classic uh, game mechanic, but it's sort of unrealistic and unbelievable that nobody would notice yeah the water levels drastically changing right especially when he's like he's sneaking around in places he's not supposed to be right and so Mm -hmm. like nobody notices this suddenly weird thing happening yeah you'd think it would alert people right off the bat but but all right all right yeah he he goes and he he does some swimming or whatever and then the the shell Gwendol's shell apparently when you place it under your tongue it it lets you breathe underwater for a bit oh fun okay sick like like some kind of spell is placed on you afterwards like you don't have to hold it in your mouth which would be kind of weird but <laughs> yeah at this point while he's uh while mel is like telling him like to use the shell and stuff um Gollum says uh, one of his lines you know he's like but fish doesn't breathe alive without breath is cold as death to which mel responds it's only a children's song and she quotes the next part uh, the never thirsting ever drinking clad in mail never clinking uh claiming that she hasn't heard that one in a while which is weird because like this is a Hobbit uh, tie-in riddle, yeah, yeah, and it's a tie-in to the the Hobbit. Like, why would this elf from Mirkwood know the riddle? Yeah, because yeah, if Gollum knows this, then apparently this is something that like 
hobbits used to sing back yeah. in the day so why 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 would the elves know this i don't know oh uh, it's kind of weird kind of weird but uh it's kind of a fun tie and i like that they are trying to give some origins to the weird little golem riddles and golem songs yeah, yeah a valiant try it just doesn't really some of, some of these like little things were like oh we're calling back to like the actual lore but it, it just is like it's yeah. like it's like sprinkles on the cupcake you, you know, know the, the you cupcake know your lore. sucks if you don't have you all know the your stuff. lore and you clearly like your lore it's yeah. just uh the writing isn't great so Gollum then passes through a place called the Glittering Grotto, uh, finds his way into the King's Chamber, so Thranduil's, and he locates the silver bell that will set Mel free. And uh, just as he obtains this bell, Gandalf and King Thranduil walk into the room, and they're having a chat about Gollum. Uh, Thranduil's clearly not thrilled about Gollum being here, and he's upset that Gandalf won't give him more information as to why Gollum is important. Mm. Yeah. And at this point, they argue a bit before Gollum is able to slip out of the room unnoticed. And this is when Gollum sneaks his way back to the dungeons and places the bell to let Mel out. Yeah, there's a lot of gameplay in between those two parts where you're just sneaking through the woods. Just sneaking. Yeah, so then the the two sneak out successfully through a small waterfall that holds a hidden passage behind it. That serves as little more than a drain. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know with going with the whole milk and talking through water apparently she can talk to it as well and command it so oh, interesting so the water just got a thing with water okay yeah, yeah the waterfall parts and they go through okay right so then so then hey. cut to the candle man in the mouth of sauron chatting about Gollum, being with the elves everyone's yeah. talking about Gollum. he's just a popular guy right yeah. now yeah yeah the, the, apparently you know the bird went and told the mouth where he was yeah he snitched apparently the yeah. birds is well Gollum, Gollum did tell him to go find help I'm, that's not the best uh, help, but I guess this is oh, the this bird is technically obeyed. No. Yeah, this is apparently the tie-in as to how they knew where he was. I don't, you know, the bird's not canon, so that's some pretty slick storytelling. So the mouth tells the Candleman to go get Gollum and deal a blow to the Elf Kingdom. You know, kill some elves, go fuck him up, and get Gollum back. And then you know we immediately cut away from that, you know, because Gollum's not there. What? That's the extra special important thing. This whole game is told from Gollum's point of view, except for maybe this part. Weird. Oh, weird. So there, that's there's a weird, a weird choice. Where it cuts cut away. away. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd be like if you're watching a movie and just cut to POV for the rest of the movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, F- fun thing about that scene, though, is the Candleman like, shoots a crossbow bolt into the into that picture of the... Of Aranor? Of Aranor bowing to the, the Witch King. Yeah. But, um, he, but he shoots okay. it at Aranor, right? He hits Aranor, the picture of Aranor with the bolt. Hit him right in the butt. Like, he hates his old king. Maybe he's related to Aranor. He's like... Noble, nobility from uh, Athelion? Could maybe, be. Maybe. Maybe Could it's be. his cousin. So, all right. Then it cuts right back to Mel and Gollum, who uh, have been walking through the woods, and Mel tricks Gollum into walking through a swarm of truthlings, which is apparently some type of bug that forces you to disclose the truth. Also not canon. Yeah, also so not canon. Also not canon. Uh, she does this to learn why Gollum is helping her, although she already suspected it was for selfish reasons. She claims he hisses when he's lying. To which, again, Gollum's like, I don't hiss. You funny, do. You do go. Call back. Yeah. Yeah. They make their way uh, to a bell tower in the woods where they will stay the night. And uh, she tells Gollum that the bells were once used to honor those lost in the Battle of Daggerlad. Oh, okay. fun reference to the and, Battle of Daggerlad. Yeah. And that's it. She doesn't say anything else about it. So if you didn't know what the what, what Daggerlad was, you get no context. Dude, those Mirkwood elves got slaughtered at Daggerlad, remember? Yeah, it makes they, sense that they would remember Daggerlad. Yeah, they jumped the gun and almost like a, a handful of, almost a handful of them died. Including Orifer, their king, right? Yep, Thranduil's daddy. Thranduil's dad. They could have mentioned any of that. Yeah, that they could have. They could have. <laughs> <they could've, laughs> but, cool. but they didn't. But they didn't. Yeah. They, so they meet Gollum's bird here. 
Mel expresses her disgust of the creature, and then Gollum agrees to sleep outside with the bird. Disgusting bird. Yeah. He, uh, he later awakes to some glowy orb things that the game refers to as wraiths, and Mel is oh, missing. interesting. Not not the wraiths, not the ring wraiths, nope. but just some just kind, of, some other kind other of other wraith. Some kind of other some spiritual wraith? Standard wraith. floating ghosty things. Okay. Uh, and, and all they do is move about, and they're dangerous. Which, what, do they like harm you if you touch them? Yeah, they kind of make you go blind a little bit, but you can easily avoid all of them. Oh, fun. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, Gollum looks around. He sees Mel in the distance, and he makes his way through the wraiths. And she claims uh, when he gets there that she had heard Gwendol and followed him to safety. But remember, she's blind. So I'd like to point out that being blind, she sure can find her way around pretty well. Though. You think she's faking? I mean, she's not faking it. But this is a Stevie Wonder situation. If yeah, never do, you, do you know there's people on the internet that think Stevie Wonder's faking being <laughs> blind? <laughs> Dude, have you seen him catch that mic? Yeah, there's that, that video where he catches a microphone and they're like, look, he's not oh, blind. shit. Yeah, she's, she's just too good at finding her way around for being a blind person. And if the game never told you she was blind... You probably wouldn't have thought. Wouldn't even matter. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Maybe so, they're making a statement about ableism. I don't think it's that deep, dude. <laughs> I really don't think. No, that's given it a lot of credit. So after a bit more walking, uh, they make their way to a large tree surrounded by like a bunch of little little like altars or whatever. And there's like a door. And this is where the spell was cast to erect the haze. This, uh, and this door is apparently like a back door. Erect. From back door. <laughs> my god i'm sorry I i'm just, gonna choose my wording more carefully next I'm time that's <laughs> 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 cool both cool so yeah it's also the location of the tragedy that took mel's vision oh okay yeah. tragic yeah so in this area Gollum can hear the whispers of the elves who died here that's very spooky uh, and mel is like oh i don't want to listen uh, blah, blah, blah. she's like you know it's too traumatizing but you learn here that there are eight elves needed for the spell you want to you want to read these danny sure <laughs> Iristor, not Irestor like we know. It's Iristor, Turian, Prian, Kelan, Kithil, Don Dofer, Mel, and Gwendol. <gasps> Those are fun names. They all kind of sound like knockoff Tolkien names. I mean, they're all right. Yeah, they're like, yeah. They're like the great value Tolkien elves. Like the, yeah, they kind of yeah, they're great value Tolkien elves. <laughs> That's a Walmart joke, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's a Walmart joke. Uh, it's funny because we have people in every country in the world. Everybody knows Walmart is. You know? yeah. Fuck Walmart. Yeah. We just want to take his time out to say, fuck Walmart. Fuck Walmart. So Gollum is tasked with determining which elf stood where by listening to the whispers and, and looking for evidence of what happened. He, he finds things like footsteps and feathers, a sword, just random bullshit. Fun. And he, you know, he can use that with talking to her. She, they do the puzzle together, whatever. It's the only time you really use any of these mechanics like in any meaningful way. And then once he figures it out, Mel is able to determine which magic words to say and in what order to open the door out of the haze. And it's just like a back door. Like she can navigate through the, the haze, I guess, as a blind person. Back door. It's a one-way street. Yeah. Back door lover. So, Have you ever seen Josie and the Pussycats? Oh, my God. We <laughs> got to watch this sometime. So this part's kind of fun. So before leaving, Mel asks Gollum to describe the area to her, you know, being blind and all. And uh, while he's doing so, he uh, he notices, like, some flower, and he becomes distracted by his PTSD of killing Deagle. And, uh, and this scares Mel off. Like, she just kind of, like, goes like, oh, you're crazy. And then she, like, leaves. You didn't know that at this point? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, he talks but, to himself. Yeah, he talks to himself. That's yeah. It's so. This is also one of those um, those moments where you have like a Gollum Smeagol uh, argument, if yeah. you will. And the player has a choice to lull Mel to sleep by, while describing the place, like you know, trying to make it sound all pristine and beautiful. And then he sneaks up behind her and, and tries to throttle her. Nice. 
yeah but then he you know his ptsd like fucks him up even more and so he like lets go of her and yeah she runs off uh, and then he runs into the door to go like get into the haze and the whole time he's like torturing himself with his thoughts of killing deagle you know just having a real big breakdown and stuff and then he finds himself right back where he was just like the elves told him what happened oh it didn't work it didn't work and uh, and they're and they're there the two elves that were sort of like his captors or whatever and they just you know they brought him back like hey we told you so all to no avail all for not that whole for nothing yeah cool yeah so this is a defined period of time 10 days later the elves are celebrating midsummer night and Gollum helps neldis the cook to get some of the lanterns working uh by finding light stones another kind of fetch mission right yep kind of um thranduril devises a plan to trick Gollum into walking through some truthlings these things again yep he keeps getting tricked by the truthlings yeah to get some information that he told gandalf out of him because thranduil's like paranoid and wants to know what gandalf talked to him yeah about. he wants to yep. know what gandalf's up to yeah not, not a very trusting elf yeah there's a reason they call him cruel elf king yeah so earlier, when Gollum first went through the Truthlings, Mel had actually shown him some kind of uh, lichen uh, that is supposed to like nullify the effect of the Truthlings. Oh, um, gotcha. okay. So he knows the antidote. So he knows the yeah. antidote, right? So he he eats it, and then he uh, he drops the nest of Truthlings on on those elves, those same two elves that have been like keeping him company the whole time. Oh, sure, okay. And capturing him. So okay, yeah. He eats the he eats the the magic mushroom type thing um and then he drops the nest of truthlings on the elves fuck them uh, why not and uh he he gives them like a there's like a short interrogation scene uh because he wants to know about mel and gwendol and uh so they they kind of just tell him like oh yeah well gwendol's dead we think and mel is loose we haven't found her so then Gollum makes his way to gwendol's chamber and uh hears his voice in the water interesting yeah so gwendol not dead wow and uh, Gwendol, hoping that Mel was listening on the other side, discloses a reference to the password to open the gate through the haze, like a different gate. There's a new um, gate. And he's talking through the water, just so we're, we're clear here, sure. just like Mel does. And uh, he, he discloses that uh, he can tell that like there's evil in the woods or whatever, and he wants to get her to safety. So like he's like reaching out on the emergency channels or something. Gotcha. So then back to the cook. Uh, Gollum brings the light stones over to her and uh, she takes some pity on him and it's like, all right, I'll, I'll take you. I'll take you to the midsummer night, right? Like, come to the celebration. Just be good. Yeah, be good, be Gollum. Good. Be a good Gollum. I'm taking you to this civilized gathering of elves. That's hey. exactly a gr- the best place for it's me a, to bring a Gollum. The word that comes to mind for me is appropriate. Appropriate. <laughs> yes. Well, this, uh, this all takes place in the King's Grove, you know, just another named place that's somewhere random in the woods. And uh, from the words spoken by Gwendol, Gollum knows that he has to climb uh, this big tree in the King's Grove to locate the, the password because um, he only was given a reference, not the actual password. So after convincing some of these elves to let him climb a tree, he goes and scrambles on up and he finds a picture of a deer carved into the tree. And this deer is the password that he was looking for. How simple. And convenient. And convenient. Why not? Yeah, sure. And of course, just as he finds the password, this is when the orcs invade and they slay all the elves in the area. Cool. Also convenient. Also convenient. Is there blood? There's not blood. That sucks. What's this game rated? I I don't remember. E? I don't... No, definitely not. Not E. It's probably... No, I can't imagine. You throttle people to death. Yeah, At least least T. T. Probably T. F for fucking terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, the orcs here, they're specifically looking for Gollum. That's, That's their orders, to find Gollum. And, of course, Gollum doesn't want to be captured, so he sneaks around them, mostly, like, through the treetops. Like Gollum does. Yeah. Gollum's around. Gollum stumbles upon uh, a, a beast master from Barad-dur. Um, and, and this is another one of those 
choices you get to make so like the Beastmaster is uh having a standoff with an elf and you can either like throw a rock to distract one of them and the other one kills the other either way doesn't really matter you just walk past them anyway oh cool <laughs> another one of those choices doesn't mean anything it's funny though the elf says uh, if you let the elf die he's like please don't let this be the last face i see <laughs> talking about Gollum. he says that yeah, he that's, says that. that's brutal blatantly <laughs> insulting you so yeah walking past uh, the either now dead or alive beastmaster because he just lets you pass if you let him live Gollum is chased by every orc in the area just so you guys know this is a pretty bullshit part of the game and i died multiple yeah. times I you found, said you hated this i part. found several yeah. buggy buggy parts and i was i was kind of it was rage inducing. Did we'll you get, say we'll you get got into some, that uh, buggy yeah. shit game later. Game crashes during this part? No, my only game crash was much earlier. Well, I had a few game crashes, but they were much earlier in the game. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. After you escape the orcs that are chasing you, you have to sneak past a whole bunch more. Go, Gollum, go. <laughs> sneak, sneak. <laughs> After sneaking past a bunch of them, uh, Gollum nears a tower where that door is, the main door, if you will, and he finds the Candleman who has Mal captive. Uh-oh. And uh, Gollum stumbles over a rock basically <laughs> falls right on top of uh right in front of them all use some of that sick hobbit stealth right yeah yeah totally and he's discovered by them and in order to weasel his way out of being murdered or captured or whatever uh he tells him he knows how to open the gate and then he's commanded to help mel do it because they want to get through and i think like i don't really remember seeing this specifically but i think we kind of have to assume that the uh the orcs and them made it through because they found mel and used her to get through the haze sure of course they right. must have. we have to assume we, that yeah I, because it's not gonna tell us yeah that's <laughs> that's what i found anyway so uh the gate is this big circular door has a bunch of light stones embedded in it and then they have like lines connecting them like a constellation and uh there's a contraption that Gollum uses to like change the pattern of the constellation and once you find the deer pattern mel opens the door with the word carandil which after it opens a big ass bright light shines through they're all everybody's blinded but uh she pulls Gollum through uh with her and, and it closes behind them nice so they escape successfully yeah two best friends two besties now together forever nothing could possibly come between them as they set out on a new life together <laughs> of adventures. Gollum and Mel. Melum, if you will. Melum. <laughs> yeah, the two of them make a deal. If he helps her to find Gwendol, because, you know, she knows he's alive now, um, then uh, Gollum will be like, oh, and not followed. I think, you know, being on the other side of the, the door, probably Gollum could get away if he wanted anyway, but, you know, we'll just skip over that. Sure. So they walk through the tower, which seems to be kind of a castle, really. Like, it's pretty big and not very tall and towery looking for Gwendol and suspecting him to be near what mel calls the source oh okay. original the source is part of the magic that keeps the ring of haze active and uh it, it's just this big floating ornate ball of course interesting of okay. course yeah big magic thing uh so Gollum travels through the area to try and find Gwendol and uh get mel through and there's there's a lot of objects like floating around in place there's a lot of z zero gravity going on. And so, yeah, while well, you were, like, randomly wandering about, you find your way back to Mel, and Gwendol's just there, like, with her, like, oh, hey, they found each other. What did you do, Gollum? Eh? Not nothing. But you can tell by the interaction that they have that they must be, like, lovers. This oh, is why, okay. they, why yeah. they care deeply about each other. Now, this dude just, uh, <laughs> Gwendol, this is the part when uh, we see his cape, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the cape. Oh, my God. Gwendol's cape is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a video it's, game. It's like it's stapled to his boots. Yeah, it looks like it's stapled to his boots. It, it, it moves bifurcated, like, when his feet move. And <laughs> it's, it looks, it's so silly. It looks so silly. <laughs> so, yeah, Gwendol tells them that the, the magic is apparently being corrupted by the, the presence of evil. 
uh, in the forest. And then Gollum is asked to help heal it by making his way to do different sides of the area to pull some levers that close some doors. I'm assuming this is supposed to cut off the flow of like either the wind or water, which are apparently both needed to produce the haze. As far as I could tell, it wasn't very clear. Why would it be? Um, and while you're making your way to one of these sides, you find Gwendol, who is injured. He like fell down. Like the stairs collapse underneath him. <laughs> he just, <of> him. just <laughs> tripped. And, uh, and he's like, you know, he's immobilized or can't whatever. Can't go on. And, uh, I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah, basically. You, there's some orc chances upon him, like is like wandering about, hasn't quite seen him yet. And um, so here you have a choice as Gollum to either make the orc aware of Gwendol or to distract the orc. If you distract the orc, Gollum jumps on his on the orc's back and throttles him to death to, to, save, death. to save Gwendol. Um, or, but if you like, you can throw a rock and then uh, the orc is like cued in on Gwendol's position and kills him, which gives a slightly a different end of the story. But you'll, we'll we'll get to that. Oh, so this does actually have some bearing. Yeah, yeah. This is probably the most significant change from a Gollum thing, but either way, like the actual end of the game is the same. So. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so after this part, oh, this is when the Candleman comes back, yeah, right? The yeah. Candle so, man, so the Candleman, yeah. all the orcs had made their way through. They're down below the big floating orb, and uh, and it turns out he wants the source too. Yes, yes. Sauron wanted the source, so that's the other reason why the Candleman because is it's there. ancient oh. elf magic. Yeah, it's old elf magic. Cool. And so, while being shot up by orcs, Gollum, like, swings around and does some platforming on some more floating objects that are circling around the orb. And then uh, he, like, he gets a hold of a chain that has this huge nail. And I mean, like, huge. Like, there's no way Gollum could maneuver this thing. Okay. But he does, and he swings, and he pierces the nail into the source, which destroys it. Mm. It, like, it explodes. All the floating platforms fall down. There's, you know, debris, destruction. Ooh, the whole area is in shambles. And uh, so at this point, Gollum is like sneaking around through the rubble and the Candleman is like somewhere in the middle shouting a bunch of black speech at him. Is there subtitles for the black speech? It, I think it just says black speech. Wow. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to know how to pronounce it, but without the subtitles, I just, I just it's can't. It's kind of hard yeah. to say. So Gollum sneaks up on the Candleman. The bird shows up just randomly like, what's up, bird? Distracts the Candleman and Gollum. Oh, yeah. Sees, I remember this part. Yeah, Gollum sees this as a chance and he leaps uh, onto the Candleman's back and, and throttles him to death. It's the only way Gollum can kill anybody except yeah. the Grashneg. Whom he sets up whom in, he sets in up for, various for, ways. For various deaths. The only kills you get are throttlings. Yeah. So here's uh, here's kind of part where the killing uh, or living of Gwendol uh, matters. So if, um, if you allowed Gwendol to live, then Mel is relieved afterwards that they're now safe and honors her deal with, with Gollum and allows him to leave. If, uh, if Gollum gets Gwendol killed, though, uh, Mel questions him as they're walking like out of the place. And uh, isn't very trusting of Gollum, and his story doesn't really seem to line up. Oh, really? And so she like accuses him, and there's like they walk across this plank bridge, and so being the blind person she is, she very deftly kicks the bridge down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Gollum is like stuck on the other side, and she tells him, "I never want to hear your voice again." And she walks away, and that's like that's the difference, right? It's either it's either the bridge incident or the you can leave. That's cool. Oh. Either he gets to sneak off or she just gets pissed off at him. and. But you get to leave either way and it doesn't matter. Yeah, you leave either way and it doesn't matter. Fun. So you get out into the forest, a bird comes back to you, and uh, you have another one of these choices where you can either kill the bird or you can set it free. It doesn't really matter what you do here. Nothing changes. Uh, either the bird flies away or it, or it dies. It just changes that little cutscene a bit, but the bird isn't canon, and we know it's not, so it makes no difference. It doesn't really matter. Whoa. 
All right. Well, the the you can bird, just choose uh, to be fucking senselessly cruel if you want and, and uh, throttle the bird. Oh, yeah. I no, you break its neck. Oh, you did it. Yeah, it's a small enough creature. <laughs> Gollum can break its neck. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, the falconry arc is completed. Yeah, <laughs> and the falconry <laughs> arc comes to an end. So after after the bird moment, some number of weeks pass. Gollum finds himself at the doors of Durin. Yeah. So all of a sudden, he went from Mirkwood to. All of a sudden, just inside uh, Moria. Yep. Inside Moria and comes across the doors of Durin. And this yeah. is where the game ends. Yeah, it's straight up. And you think we're joking, but no, this is where the game ends. Yeah, a cutscene to the inside of Moria. No explanation on why or how you get there. And then you're just, boom, doors of Durin. And stuck. I feel like the ending is, it's kind of ridiculous. And, and to me, that makes it really funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's you definitely said, not worth the journey. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah. Very anticlimactic. Yeah. But yeah, exactly that. And that's all that. And if you, that's all gang, like that is the whole fucking game. Trevor distilled that so beautifully. That is the whole story. You do not, you do not have to play the game now if you don't want to. You got the gist. You know all that lame shit that happens in the game. Right. Do you feel like you learned anything about Gollum, guys? Because I don't really feel I don't like feel I no. No. I'm just more confused and sad than I was before. <sighs> but let's get into some of the gameplay and mechanics because not only is the story shitty, the gameplay and mechanics are pretty shitty as well. Yeah, and I, I'll argue, so uh, it's going to be some reasonably in-depth explanations here, but at the same time, like if, if you're a gamer, it's it's kind of just a small amount of things that you really can do. It's pretty simple. Being that this stuff is pretty normal and basic for someone who plays games... But I'm going to go over it for those of you who are not gamers, just to hopefully give you some insight as to what the experience of playing it was like. Sure. I appreciate that. So, Gollum sets itself up as a stealth game with uh, with some platforming, kind of parkour mechanics. Uh, as a player, you have a few different resources to manage, which is your, your health bar, a stamina bar, uh, and you can hold uh, rocks or food for consumables. So, if, if your health empties out, you die. Restart from a checkpoint. Cool. Uh, the stamina is used to perform certain actions and uh, if you run out of it you just have to wait a couple seconds and it'll start filling itself back up very small amount of things you have to actually manage you Um, have a small inventory of consumables as well right yeah yeah, it's only five of each uh, rocks or food and that's yeah does the food vary i see you eat a lot of fish is it's all fish like fish mushrooms just random stuff okay but it doesn't matter what it is it it all it all gives you the same amount of health Yeah. yeah well that's boring We'll, we'll go over how you can lose health, but there's not many ways. Yeah. Because so. you, you usually just straight up die. Like if you fuck up, you just yeah, kind of straight up die. Yeah, it's either an instant death caught. mechanic, uh, you're caught, or there's not... There's no real like, yeah, health and up kind of shit. If you, if you die from your health running out, it's because probably you fell too many you times. You fell too many times, yeah. <laughs> or you walked in a, into a candle. Yeah, there's a ludic- <laughs> ludicrously short ju- uh, fall distance that you can do in this game, but you can also make really crazy jumps and survive those. It's very stupid. Yeah, so let's talk about some of those mechanics. The actions that you can perform as Galamar is followed. You can jump. You can do like a long jump or like a high jump, and the, the big jumps consume your stamina. Uh, you can walk, of course, which for Gollum is on all fours. It's kind of a janky animation, if you ask me. Uh, the movement kind of feels bad and a little unresponsive sometimes. Um, you can you can run or like a sprint, which uses stamina at a ludicrous rate. Like you can sprint for maybe a few seconds before you're completely out of stamina. Yeah, from a full stamina. Yeah, from all a full the stamina down. bar, which I barely ever sprinted because not worth it. Not worth it. Uh, you can throw rocks, which are used to distract enemies or hit objects, uh, or do some puzzles. Like there's some bells you can hit in the game at that bell tower. Uh, you've got like an intuition or or heightened senses where it'll highlight enemies. 
Yeah, this uh, is kind of like uh, if you played the Arkham games, detective mode. That's yeah, what yeah. It reminded detective me mode, of. listening mode. There's a lot of different versions of this. The kind of Wraith thing. mode in the yeah in, in the War of War. Shadow games. A yeah. lot of games kind of incorporate this. Kind of yeah, this. it's a pretty typical game mechanic. It also shows things like a there's like a glowing trail that help to guide the player in some locations. But I struggle to find where to go even with this feature. Like the spell clairvoyance in Skyrim. Yeah, and uh, any objects that you can hit with a rock will highlight green, so you know that it will do something when you hit it. Oh, okay. Uh, a big part of this game is climbing or hanging from ledges. A lot of that. And it features a ton of it. Like, you're always going up or what down. An absurdly boring <laughs> amount of it. Yeah. Parkour Gollum. Yeah, and not even interesting parkour. And, and honestly, I, I believe, like, Gollum would not be able to do all of this. Like, how he has not the strength to be climbing or jumping. Right, he's like a little he emaciated does. creature. Like, he, does, he doesn't have the energy for this. Right. So, while you're hanging from ledges, you can do, like, a back jump where you, like, just leap back off the ledge. And, uh, honestly, I found this to be real finicky. I saw you fall a thousand times trying to do this. It's so bad. Like, it even gives you, like, a button prompt on screen, which a lot of games will do, just to be like, hey, you should do this at this point. Yeah. But even if it's on the screen, sometimes you'll just... You'll just jump right past whatever you're trying to like land on or the That's ledge. That's weird that it wouldn't like kind of like auto guide you. Auto guide you. you. Yeah. It's giving you that prompt. Yeah, there's like no you, half the time you can't even like turn your camera to see where you're trying to go. And like a lot of games will it'll be like, it'll be kind of like a magnet thing. Like you'll get real close and then you'll just kind of snap on. Sure. This game does that, but not from anywhere near close enough. <laughs> like, okay. It's not. Yeah, they could have done better there. When you are hanging. There's actually like two different ways that you can hang. Like it's either from a ledge with just your hands mm-hmm. uh, or with your feet on the wall below you. And if there's no spot for Gollum's feet, then the hanging will use stamina. And if you run out of stamina, you fall probably to your doom, which, <laughs> yep, I've had that happen to me. Many times. You can usually tell if you can hang from a ledge uh, because there's like a painted white line. Yeah, one of those uh, kind of like clear markings a lot of games will do to show you can climb something or... Yeah. Shimmy along a ledge or something. Yeah, like Horizon Zero Dawn does this fantastically well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, H- uh, however, another yeah, however, right? However. However. The the mesh or, or 3D model looks nearly identical. It, there's like... Throughout only, the whole game. Through the whole game. There's like a few different versions of what this looks like, but it's so it's like very recognizable. And like I said, like we said, like a lot of games use this like painting of objects like to make them brighter noticeable to give player direction mm-hmm. and to limit confusion. And this is really good. Like, this is what games should be doing. But it kind of kills the immersion and the believability of the world when you reuse the same asset over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Which is a big issue in Baradur, if you ask me. Yeah, the yeah the most sloggy part of the game, right? Lastly, you'll know that a surface is climbable because, you know, like you said, this is a lot of climbing in this game. So much climbing. It'll look like a, a, like a white ropey mesh, which is usually in the Mordor areas. Or it'll look kind of like a very similar in shape vine like mesh with like glowing flowers like purple flowers and mirkwood uh some of these surfaces are put at really stupid angles like really weird awkward things that make it difficult to actually navigate Gollum. and you have to do back jumps from some of them which are equally stupid and again they use the like same if not similar asset for most of these services yeah it kind of killed the immersion for me in a lot of these places yeah it, it, it ended up making the it look very similar everywhere. There's like the, like the two two different types, but it's everywhere. It's yeah, it's very samey. Yeah, uh, you can also wall run. So there's like an up running up a wall and a running across the wall. This is a dumbass mechanic too, <laughs> especially for this game. Uh, yeah, so you can you can run up or across certain walls in the game, and the walls are painted like some kind of like slashing marks across them in white. Yeah, it looks like scratch marks or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and this feature can be pretty buggy. Like at some places, it, it doesn't work at all. Like, I've you, seen you literally just forego it. I've seen you just jump and yeah, do there, do something else rather than there do the wall. Are run. Some of them you yeah. can just do a long jump across. 
Yeah. Uh, there was a couple of them where I just kind of like ran in place. I didn't even go up. I just like it, it like it like it worked, but it didn't move. Which oh weird, just kind of stuck to the wall and then yeah. ran in place. Yeah, yeah. And and I mean, come on. I know this is a game, but how the fuck could Gollum run up a vertical incline several times his height? Yeah, that doesn't There's, make any sense. Again, yeah, he's a very small, emaciated creature with no energy. Yeah. Being that it's a stealth game, you can sneak, which is more just a crawling walk, and mostly it's just used to make less noise or to avoid detection, which is a big part of the game. Um, you can hide in dark areas. There are very specific spots that are particularly dark with like some smoke floating above it, and if you're crawling in these areas, you're invisible to enemies. Yeah, there's like shadow shadows, and then there's like hiding shadows. Yeah, yeah. There are and places it's really that, hard to tell the difference between the two sometimes. There's places that look dark, but you they it, yeah. it looks dark enough you should be able to hide there, but it doesn't work. But it doesn't work. Yeah, some games do this with like tall weeds or something. You can yeah. they do a lot of there's like tall grass in this one too. Yeah, that they do that with. Yeah. yeah. And you know you're doing it right when you're in one of these spots, because uh, Gollum kind of turns dark, like a like a more of a black. He's just like a silhouette kind of thing. Yeah, like a yeah. silhouette, and his eyes start glowing. Right, that's which, cool. Which that's kind of a fun feature. Yeah, it's it's a that was pretty cool. It's yeah. it's a neat way to like cue you into that. Um, but honestly, like the places that you can hide seem kind of silly sometimes. There's like there's no way you would be hidden at all. Yeah, uh, I remember there were ones like where you were just like under a table or something. Oh like my god, that. there's one of them where you're just like you're just next to the wall on the side. There's no way. There's no way it wouldn't. But yeah, they're they're kind of like sprinkled in it. It feels kind of forced. Like you have to do this. Um, there's no creative way to use them, and so I found it not to be all that fun. You don't say. Not fun, huh? <sighs> As with many parts of this game. <laughs> Let's get into that that uh, the weird uh, dialogue feature that doesn't really matter much, but <laughs> is prominent. Yeah, yeah, the dialogue between Gollum and Smeagol. Yeah. yeah. As we as we've mentioned many times before, yeah, there's just certain parts of the game where you have a chat between the two personas. Uh, each time that happens, you're trying to convince uh, one or the other to make a certain action. Like you 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 basically you choose your argument right from the start by two options, and then they have an argument based on the choices. And you know, we went over uh, several places where little to no effect had that. little to no effect. Yeah, almost nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. The ending part being the most major thing that actually changes. Like naming your bird. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? So important. Oh my god! This next bit, the fucking map. Yeah. The, oh oh this, my god! This totally oh. blew me away. This made me laugh out loud when I saw it. The the map is bad. It's the worst, most worthless map I've ever seen in a video game. It's literally unreadable in parts. Yeah, each area that you uh, go has like a static map that you can open up and look at. And unlike many games where maps are more of like a one to one representation of the area, whether it's like more terrain looking or it's like a flat map. Gollum's map looks like Gollum actually drew them himself. Is that su- like is it supposed to be that? I don't know, but I don't I have a hard time believing that Gollum has any artistic skill. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The, but these maps were they're strange. They were difficult to understand. And if they were removed from the game, it wouldn't hurt it one bit. Uh, yeah, almost completely worthless. Yeah. Worthless maps. Worthless maps. And I mean the game is so linear, why would you need a map? Right. right That's yeah. the next part. Like it's not like an open adventure game or yeah, something. No. You're, there's hardly any places to actually explore. Uh, there's there's also some uh fun swimming and diving mechanics, right? Yeah, there's a few places that you can uh swim throughout the game and you can use them for hiding very rarely. Uh or there's like some collectibles that you can get. Uh, but Gollum can run out of breath and drown. Uh, or or also, if you swim in the uh, the orc pools, the little tadpoles will come and kill you. Yeah, that's yeah, I remember it's that. Pretty too. gross, but kind yeah. of fun. I know I just said fun, but more funny. The game was funny. not that fun. Yeah. <laughs> the game yeah, really correct. It was not actually to be, fun. To be clear, <laughs> to there be is clear, yeah. nothing fun about this game. <laughs> 
and a weird thing when you go underwater the game switches to first person yeah that is weird uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know why they would do that. But if I had to take a guess, maybe the animation looked funny or they were rushed and they while they were underwater. And so going into first person was a way to hide the jank. Could be. Some games do that. They'll. I want to see the animation. Yeah. Yeah. It's like some super shitty, like, I don't even know, like a weird seizing frog or like something. Super Mario 64 <laughs> yeah. type yeah. Yeah, swimming mechanic. Being that the game is mostly played in third person, uh, it helps with like navigation and stuff. Of course, so you can tell where you're going, but sometimes it just is kind of a hassle. It doesn't really feel like it wants to transition very well with the environment or like when you're moving around. We'll use the word jank again here. It feels yeah. kind of jank. Little jank. Uh, there's also a limited like uh, command of companions uh, mode. Yeah, yeah, this feels kind of shoehorned in. This is something that you do like, with the bird or with, uh, with the Grashneg. But basically, you just kind of point them to go from point A to point B. You have really no control over what's happening other than, like, go here now, go there now, go there now. And it's not like, um, it's not a main game feature. Like, a lot of games would give you, like, oh, this is a tool for your toolkit. This is just, this is the particular way you have to do this puzzle right now. And yeah, so it's, it doesn't get built upon in the future. It's right. just kind of random. It doesn't really add much to the game, in my opinion. Uh, it's very simple. And I don't. Again, I feel like it wouldn't hurt the game if this feature didn't exist. Yeah. You know? And that means it's a good feature, right? <laughs> yeah, you can interact with certain things like switches and other objects, uh, NPCs, uh, that's non-player character for anybody who does not know. For the non-gamer. For the non-gamer. For those not in the biz. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can chat with NPCs on occasion. Yeah, like when you're speaking to Gandalf, you don't. that's totally skippable. And I definitely skipped it my first time through. I didn't even see him. <laughs> We also get the option to swing and jump from horizontal poles. You can switch directions and swing up to get a faster speed. Yeah, you can also like... Yeah, uh, like an acrobatics type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, acrobatics type thing. And there's also parts where you have to like climb across the pole, you know, where you're hanging down. So, okay. Uh, of course, you can eat food to restore your health. Naturally. Which, as we said earlier, mostly you lose health from falling or walking into random candles. It's... Oh, yeah, <laughs> candles. That's right. The, it's really uh, dumb. The, the bane of Gollum, the candle. Yeah, the the candleman candle. is his arch nemesis. Maybe that was the connection they wanted to make. <laughs> Gollum can throttle enemies that do not have helmets from behind. And this is like the only way you can take out an opponent. And I use the word opponent here because there are other ways to take out the Grashnik. Yeah, and he's not really an opponent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I feel like I remember when they were doing like trailers and stuff that... Uh, they were you're supposed to be like trigger traps or something like I don't know drop a chandelier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> some kind of environment takedown. Something environment yeah. takedown, but there I didn't find anything of the sort in the game. The only thing the environment was taking out is you. Wow, fun. Let's uh, talk about those uh those DLC only emote packs. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, the emotes. <laughs> if you get the this, DLC only, this still blows me away. They're they're completely useless. You cannot use them to interact with anything. Like, it'd be cool if you could at least walk up to an NPC and be like, look at my bug, help me catch it. No, oh, and then they get a special reaction yeah, to your special That'd be cool. None of that. Emote? No, nothing. No, I Honestly, I feel like this should have just been in the game from the start, and it should have been an idle animation. Just as an idle animation. Yeah. Which, which uh, what I mean by that is, so if you t put the controller down and you just let the golem sit there, a lot of games will have it where your character starts doing like a random like little animation. It yeah. like a little bit of flavor yeah, for like their personality act. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog used to tap his foot and look at you. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that would have been more interesting than, oh, you, you can just anim do these emotes whenever you want for no reason. Like, who, who cares? I did them like once to try them out and never again. <laughs> totally useless. 
let's let's talk about collectibles because you know you want 100 percent this one right Trev? Oh platinum god i don't even know how many trophies i got but definitely i did not get all the collectibles i i did look them up to see what they were just to learn that they are more useless than anything <laughs> You know, they're a little more useful than the emotes. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay. So there's like 20 some just collectibles, which are just like little items you can pick up. uh, And really all you get when you pick one up or you can look in the collectibles page in your menu uh, is Gollum will make a comment about it. You know, just a little bit of flavor. And most are really stupidly simple things like a spoon, a feather, a piece of leather. You get the point. Just a spoon. Random yeah. trash. Yeah. A spoon. Yeah. A feather. A piece of leather. The way you said that was kind of fun. There's a, there's a, a, there's like a carved doll you can find, uh, like a little statue. And then there's a, like a picture of Baggins, which, Baggins. which I don't know how in God's name he would have got that. I, I think it, uh, like you, you talk to the Candleman and describe Bilbo. Yeah. Like early on in the game. And I think that's just what was drawn. Oh, like you know, like, 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 like you were telling the police, like here's yeah, what the, my captor looked like. The composite sketch. Yeah, yeah. The composite sketch. And honestly, it might be the most interesting collectible because it's not just a spoon or a feather. Right. Well, what is the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. One of them is like a spider eye. Oh, wow. Why would you like? collect this shit, Gollum? What is wrong with you? It really feels like a poor attempt to give some more depth to Gollum. Like, and it doesn't really give much depth at all. You don't really learn much about him. Right. Why would the, why would the audience need like to look at models of a spoon or a feather? Oh, they're not even models, man. Oh, they're not even models. It's just like you have this inventory screen. There's like a, like a carpet or something that's down and then they just sit on top of them. Like, like a little bookshelf. Fun. That's really weird. It's super dumb. (laughs) Let's talk about some victory ways ways to fuck up. Yeah, yeah. in this so, game. So the last bit. Here yeah, victory and fail conditions. Yeah, there you go. So your fail conditions, like in a lot of games, if you run out of health, you die. Of course. Yeah, when you die, you go back to a checkpoint. Game does like auto saves in certain spots. Uh, mostly, you'll take damage from falling or walking into hot things like candles or other things that are lit on fire, mm. which are just kind of sprinkled around, and it's silly and uh falling to your death is also prevalent yeah lots of places to fall to your death considering you're climbing most of the time uh most of the time you'll fall either really far down or into some lava fun fact my first game crash happened when i fell into lava yeah you like bounced off a wall and fell and like glitched <laughs> into a lava pit and the i got an achievement for it yeah and you got oh, an achievement really? for it. Yeah. <laughs> what yep. was the achievement for falling in the lava yeah for oh, falling gotcha, into the lava okay. not for the game crashing that would have been you hilarious crashed been funny. <laughs> you crashed the game congrats you can also get caught by enemies yeah that happens a lot too right you, yeah mm-hmm. you can't fight enemies so if they even get so much as like close enough to like poke you with their finger you are immediately caught and fail fun health be damned that's stupid so pretty much the only win condition is completion of the current chapter's objectives, which just takes you to the next chapter. So winning is just progressing. Super linear. Yeah. 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 Uh, eventually you come to the end of the game and it ends. Woohoo, you did it. The hardest part of the game, in my opinion, was staying awake to play it. <laughs> yeah, very boring. There's a funny TikTok we made, Trevor, that did really well with, uh, I'm like, Trevor, how did you like the the new Gollum game? And you're like, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah Fucking I th- bored. I think I fought boredom or like falling asleep about as much as I was fighting the buggy mechanics. That's oh pretty bad. It, and yeah, that was with company. I had you guys to try to keep me actively yeah, engaged. You had, you, had homie, yeah. you had homies watching you a lot of the time. It's yeah. kind of like when you have a friend who's going on a long road trip and they're like, hey, everybody you know give me a call if you got a yeah, minute to exactly. help me stay awake for my road trip yeah yeah i mean thanks guys for doing that but it, it was only so helpful <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this game just it drains the life out of you out of sheer boredom yeah it's bad you guys uh super bad well that having been said 
we do have a little bit for you. Thanks for listening to our whole spiel about the game. Um, hopefully you found that informative and thorough, which is what Trevor tried to do, and I think he did pretty fucking well. I think you nailed it, man. You will nailed never it. have to play this game yourself. That is the goal of this <laughs> yeah. episode. But now we got a, a comedy bit. Uh, I wrote this along with um, our friend Joe Vasky, who helped me come up with some of the jargon that I don't know to have this pulled off. But uh, this bit is called The Legacy of Smeagol. And it's a continuation from last week. So if you're listening to this, and for whatever reason you didn't listen to the character profile last week, the prerequisite to this bit is in that episode. So go ahead and listen to that. I'll listen to the Gollum episode. It'll make more sense. Yeah, yeah, it will not make nearly as much sense without it. All right, guys. Well, here it is. We hope you enjoy. Hope you love it. Last week... We left Smeagol after his successful rehabilitation. He was successfully in recovery for his addiction, and Gollum was gone. For now. Smeagol enjoyed many things about the modern world. What he came to love most of all was video games. He still lived in the halfway hole and worked his job at Applebee's, but every spare moment he had was spent playing video games. He became truly obsessed. Eventually... Inspired by his favorite Twitch streamers, Smeagol started streaming himself. The stream was a huge hit. In no time at all, Smeagol was streaming to thousands of people. Welcome to the stream, precious. Yes, yes, today Smeagol is going to stream League. Yes, yes. Smeagol's most popular streams were him playing League of Legends. Okay, chat says today I will show you how to play Top lane. Smeagol had a pretty good relationship with his chat, but sometimes it got toxic. You think Smeagol should die for the enemy chat? Okay. Chat. Chat the jungler is here. Chat. Fuck. This is why you're bronze. This is why you're fucking bronze and Smeagol is fucking gold three with 65 L pieces. I'm gonna ban your ass, chatters, and Smeagol will fuck your momses! And sometimes, that toxicity spilled over into the game. This griefer is telling Smeagol to fuck himself? Pull up, bitch! Punk-ass griefer telling Smeagol's he should suck donkey dicks? Pull up, motherfucker! I'm at the halfway hole south side of Bree! Pull up! Smeagol also liked to play ranked in Rocket League. He mostly did 2v2s with his buddy Dank Frank 420. Regal is trying, yes, yes, he is, but there is no ball pressure. Dank Frank 420 was always very critical of Smeagol's play. Get out of the corner, Smeagol. Smeagol is trying. Quit jerking off in the corner and get back. God damn it, Smeagol. Get back in net. What are you defending there? Nothing. Oh no, no, no. Stay out of no man's land, Smeagol. What are you doing? Get back! Smeagol is trying his best. I'm sorry. When things got too heated with Dank Frank 420, Smeagol would play a classic, like Skyrim. All right, Chatsis, what should we do in Skyrim today? No, Chatter, I don't want to take companions' quests. No, fuck that. Let's do Dark Brotherhood. No, chat, I told you werewolves are fucking awful. Take a week off, chatter. I'm serious, if chat doesn't shut up about werewolves, Smeagol will start dagger grinding. Smeagol swears. 
After firmly establishing himself as a streamer, Smeagol had a very special stream planned. He was going to stream a brand new game. Other chesses, Smeagol has a very special stream today. Yes, yes. Smeagol suddenly took on a serious tone. Okay, look, chances. Smeagol's going to be honest. Today might be a triggering day for Smeagol. You may have heard that they have created a new game about Smeagol's life. Yes, yes. Smeagol will be revealing some painful memories. Yes. Smeagol's therapist says it should be healthy for Smeagol to come to terms with his role in the story of the precious. It was finally time for Smeagol to see what the Gollum game was all about. He booted up and prepared to confront his legacy. Alright, chances I've got an AI voice on for donations. Please help support Smeagol's stream. Hey Smeagol, love the stream. Can't wait to watch you play with yourself, lols. Haha, <laughs> good one, Shadow. Thanks for the donor. Smeagol took a long drink of an energy drink and cracked his knuckles. Alright, let's get into it. This is going to be sick. Smeagol was excited to play the game, but he was also pretty anxious about it. This is how people would remember him, after all. As he fired up the game, he started to get a little triggered. Smeagol was just chasing a nice juicy beetle and now there is Nazgul. So many Nazgul. Oh, they got me, chats. Filthy Nazgul. Kaden, Kaden. Oh, oh no. No, no, no. I'm back, precious. Kaden, Kaden. Oh no, chats. It's him. His boxes. Filthy, stupid chat. We hate them. Gollum had made an appearance. He was especially bitter about being away so long. Oh no, go away! No, no, my love. We just want to play the game. Yes, precious. Play the game. That is all. Really? You just want to play, precious? Yes, yes. Just to play. Golem, golem. WTF is going on, lols. Filthy chatter. Ban him, precious. Golem, golem. Smeagol continued to play the game, now with Gollum. As the game started, the excitement gave way to confusion and disappointment. The first thing Smeagol noticed was with how bad the game looked. Okay, chats, we are in Baradur now. Oh, wow, this is ugly. What are these textures? Filthy game, precious. Golem, golem. Turn on the ray tracing, it will look better. Stupid filthy chatter. Retracing is on! Golem! Golem! This looks like Donkey Kong 64, lol. Donkey Kong is better, Precious! Ah! Golem! Be nice, Precious. Yes, let's keep an open mind. Let's keep playing. Yes, Precious. And continue to play they did. As they played the part of the story that takes place in Baradur, Smeagol began to get bored. Oh, how much longer do we have to be a slave, Precious? This is boring, Precious! Ah! Golem! Golem! Smeagol's has done so much more than this, Precious. Our life is not boring, is it, Precious? I fell asleep for the last 20 minutes. This game is boring af. Slave Sim 2023, lols. Smeagol fought through the mind-numbingly boring story, 
But that was made even more difficult by the controls. Why do you keep dying? Colin, Colin. Smeagol is trying. These controls are terrible. The camera is so bad. Smeagol cannot even seize. Filthy stupid controls, Precious. You died again, Precious. Colin. This makes no sense. How can I jump so far, but died when I fall five feet? Smeagol is so confused. The controls made it hard, but Smeagol continued to play. The story progressed, but that made Smeagol even more confused. Who are all of these characters, Precious? The Candleman? What's that, Precious, eh? Stupid storytelling! Why do they make up such nasty lies about Smeagol? Filthy, tricksy, false! We hate it! This is so stupid. Please stop. No, Chatter, we must finish the game. Stupid Chatter! Ban him, Precious! Call him! Ah! Did any of this actually happen, Lamau? Meagle continued to play the game. It finally made it out of Baradur and got to f- by far the worst part of the game. Shelob's lair. What? What is this? I just have to run this towards the camera? This is so lame. Crash Bandicoot 2! What year is it, Precious? This is terrible! Just terrible, Precious! Just then, the game crashed. Smeagol couldn't take it anymore. He dropped his controller and put his hands over his face and wept. <laughs> it's not fair, Precious! This is awful! Just awfuls! No, no, my love. It's not that bad. Yes, it is, Precious! I thought this game would be cool. It's just bad. Filthy game. We hate it. Colin, Colin. <laughs> How could this happen? Smeagol was doing so well. This was supposed to be how I was remembered, Precious. They ruined my legacy. Our legacy is ruined. Ah! And worst of all, it cost Smeagol. <laughs> Seventy dollars! <laughs> I need to call my therapist! And call them he did. It took Smeagol a while, but he was able to work through the trauma that the Gollum game had caused him. He continued to stream all his favorite games. Fortunately, his on-stream meltdown went viral, and he became one of the top streamers on Twitch. He never spoke of the Gollum game again, and he banned any chatter that brought it up. Wow. Okay. He banned anybody, huh? He really doesn't want to talk about that shit. They ruined his legacy, man. It's a traumatic part of his life. Very traumatic. Yeah, a little extra for Colin. Pretty fucked up. You know. (laughs) All right, guys, let's uh, let's get into the reception that this game had. Yeah, as many of you are probably aware, the reception of this game was correctly horrible. It was a very bad game, and it was received quite poorly. Yeah, the Metacritic score is uh, 34 out of 100. And the user score is 1 out of 10. Keep in mind, 1 out of 10 is kind of the lowest you can go. Yeah. That is, I believe, the lowest low. you can rate. I don't think you can actually put a zero in I don't there. think you can do 0. 0.5 or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. 
And it's so it's so bad uh, that Daedalic Entertainment actually put out an apology on their uh, on their Twitter and announced that they were going to stop making games themselves altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still... were going to step away entirely. Yeah, they'll, they'll still be in the game industry, but they'll be doing things like publishing and marketing instead of game development, like they have been doing. And uh, I, I know that I had read that they had a contract for like a sequel or just another Lord of the Rings game, but this sort of put a nail in that coffin. Yeah. yeah. They let that, they put that down and walked away. We, we actually have this apology letter here, and uh, Joel's going to read it for you. It's uh, more sad than anything, I'd say. Yeah, it kind of really makes you feel bad. Yeah, but uh, here it is anyway. <laughs> Dear players, we would like to sincerely apologize for the underwhelming experience many of you have had with Lord of the Rings Gollum upon its release. We acknowledge and deeply regret that the game did not meet the expectations we set for ourselves or for our dedicated community. Please accept our sincere apologies for any disappointment this may have caused. Our goal as a studio and as passionate Lord of the Rings fans has always been to tell a compelling and immersive story-driven adventure. Crafting a story with Middle-earth as our playground has been the greatest honor and the biggest challenge we have faced so far. At Daedalic, we understand that a game's success relies on the enjoyment and satisfaction of its players. We genuinely value your feedback and have been actively listening to your your voices, reading your comments, and analyzing the constructive criticism and suggestions you have provided. Our development team has been working diligently to address the bugs and technical issues many of you experienced. We are committed to providing you with patches that will allow you to enjoy the game to its fullest potential. Once again, we deeply apologize for any inconvenience caused, and we appreciate your understanding during this time. We will continue to keep you updated on our progress and provide transparent communication regarding the upcoming patches and improvements. Your passion and dedication as players have been the driving force behind our determination to make things right. Thank you for your support. Sincerely, Dedalic Entertainment. Wow. Okay. That was uh, pretty heartfelt. Uh they uh, they know they fucked up. Yeah, they know they fucked up big, and uh, they're sorry. I guess for what it's worth, they're sorry. Yeah, I mean it's not going to give me my seventy bucks back, but no, um, I mean no. You know, but I mean, yeah, pretty pretty. They're taking it very seriously, which is at least good to see, right? Right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, Datalik or Datalik, however you say it. Entertainment. Um, they've yeah. been around since 07, 2007, and they're headquartered in Hamburg, Germany. Yeah, the games that, uh, that they're best known for are the uh, the Deponia series of games. I think there's like four of them. Uh, the Pillars of the Earth and State of Mind. These are at least all games that I've heard of. I haven't, I haven't played any of them personally, uh, but I know that like, yeah, I've only seen them with like really good reviews. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, yeah. So but sad now, to see them get out of the game, I yeah, guess. Now, yeah. now they are no more. Well, I shouldn't say they still exist, but they're no longer making games. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they've published tons of games. Um you know, so they're, they'll still be in the biz, but uh, sure. this will at least be a hiatus for sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into some final thoughts about uh, the game here a little bit. We we think it's sad to see that this game tanks an entire development division for a company. Yeah, that is really tragic to see. Like, well, it is a bad game by all means, but it's really sad to see that it was so bad that, yeah, basically tanked the development division. Yeah. Uh, we think, honestly, picking this part of the Tolkien mythology probably set them up for failure. And we would also like to take a second to say it really sucks that uh, workers may have lost their jobs over this. Yeah, uh, it wasn't their fault. It probably was not their fault. Right. It's it's a tragedy all around, really. And it, at least, you know, the game, 
while staying true to the lore in a lot of ways, like, you know, we, we can tell that they put their hearts into that, you know, all the stuff that is real in canon. Mm-hmm. It mostly ends up being a boring slog. Yeah, nonetheless, unfortunately. And the created ideas and characters, while not bad in and of, in and of themselves, they do not add very much to Tolkien's universe. Yeah, between the controls being finicky and the game feeling like something that uh, would have come out at least a few console generations ago, it ends up being very, very disappointing. But we respect uh, Did Alex's apology and their decision to leave game development for now. Yeah, that was uh, that was a very, very big of them to just completely recognize that and just completely step away. Yeah. But that is uh, all we got for you today, guys. That is a long episode, but hopefully you enjoyed it, found it thorough. Yeah, thanks for sticking through with us. Thanks for sticking through us. This is Trevor's first episode. We are very proud of him. I look at you as a son. Get out of here. Next week, we got a clip show coming up. If you're not familiar with that, uh, we're going to be uh, picking some clips from our favorite KOT moments throughout the years. Yeah, and, this, will be uh, our, this will be our mid-season finale. Our mid-season finale, yeah, it's a little trip down memory lane. So I'm excited for this. This Me is going to be a fun one, so definitely tune in for that one next week. Yeah. But thanks for listening to KOT Podcast. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Uh, stay up to date on new episodes by doing that. And please rate or give us a nice review on whatever app you use. Uh, we would very much appreciate it. Thank you very much. And as always, a big, big thank you to our patrons. Um, subscribing on Patreon is something you can do to help support us and get some exclusive content. That's going to be at uh, patreon.com forward slash KOT podcast. And every donation really helps. We also, we also accept private one-time donations, whether it be through PayPal or any other service. Just contact us and we will make it happen. We appreciate you. Also, follow us on the social medias. Find us on Discord. We'll have a link in the description. That's where uh, we see most things most of the time. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where we talk to most of you most of the time. So join the Discord. And don't be shy either. Like, you know, post yeah. things. Start start conversations with yeah, friends. Lots of channels. You can ask questions, post memes, all the good stuff. Yeah, you guys want to hang out in there and chat with each other? That'd be cool, too. Maybe we'll hop in with you, you know? Yeah, you can also find us on TikTok at keep underscore on underscore Tolkien underscore podcast. Yeah. Uh, we've been working a lot on the TikTok lately, so yeah. definitely go check that out. <laughs> yeah, we got some cool stuff on there. Uh, for now, you can find us on Twitter at KOT Podcast. For now, as for we now. say. But actually, by the time this episode airs, yeah, we, might not, we might not be on Twitter. Who not. knows if Twitter will still be around? <laughs> yeah. You can find us on Facebook at official Keep on Tolkien and on Instagram at Keep on Tolkien Podcast. Also, don't forget to check out our merch store. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, yeah. Got some cool stuff in there. We also have gotten some ideas from the community about some things that would be cool that we are definitely looking into making. But you can find that URL is keep-on-tolkien-podcast.tmail.com. Please check that out. That's all we got for you today, guys. I'm Danny J. And I'm Joel N. I'm Trevor D. And we are Keep, keep on Tolkien. Intuitive, precious. (laughs) 
That you, was, did, you didn't see that one coming. Did I, you did, I did not see that shit coming. I was like, what's happening right now? 